This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Monday. It's October 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating the circumstances surrounding the stabbing of a woman who was found dead inside a two-story apartment fire in the city's brewery section on Sunday night. It happened at 8.30 in the evening near the intersection of 29th and Girard. Fire officials say when they arrived at the scene, a 27-year-old woman was found dead inside the first floor apartment. According to police, she was stabbed multiple times. Firefighters also found a 40-year-old man on the first floor. They say the man was trying to cut his wrists. He was rushed to an area hospital where he's listed in critical condition. Investigators have not said who stabbed the woman, but say they are treating this as a crime scene. Two other people in a second-floor apartment managed to escape the blaze unharmed through a rear, the rear of the property. Police have not identified the victims at this time. The cause of the fire is still under investigation and anyone with information is asked to contact police. Funeral directors hit the streets of Philadelphia on Sunday to bring attention to the alarming gun violence, drug addiction, and the COVID-19 pandemic. About 50 hearses from local funeral homes gathered in North Philadelphia and traveled from street to street. The Quaker State Funeral Directors Association organized this somber parade through some of Philadelphia's most impacted neighborhoods. They say they wanted to get out into the community to give everyone a visual reminder of what 2020 has been thus far. To date, 300 93 homicides have been recorded in the city this year. This weekend alone, 11 people were shot. Five of them have died of their injuries. The chief medical officer of Duke Health, Dr. Lisa Pickett, broke down fall activities and what level of risk they put you at for COVID-19 when participating. She stole your jingle. No, it's it's all right. right. She's she's trying to keep everybody safe and healthy. It's all right. (laughs) Apple picking, she says, is a low-risk fall activity. As long as only immediate family members. If she members. steals jars of farts, I'm going to go out of my head. <laughs> she says as long as you're riding with only family members in the same car and everyone wears face coverings while walking on the narrow path, uh, if you're apple picking or waiting in line to pay, um, she says you'll be safe. And she puts that at a low risk activity. I've never been apple picking and I'm not opposed to apple picking. But the, the common joke that I hear is that it's like super expensive compared to like i got a bag of apples here that i bought at the uh, uh acme and it cost me like it's less to go buy them at the <laughs> yeah. so you've done it a fair amount right kathy yes, is it i have is, is that is that true that oh, it's yeah, okay it, he's it, right it's not it, it, the, the pre- <laughs> it, it's taking the kids to go out pick right. their own apples and it's fun but yes you're paying like if you just went to the grocery store and you got a bag of apples yeah. it's like a quarter of the price and i think it's probably casey i think the point you might be trying to make from from your perspective <laughs> like when you go to a restaurant where you cook your own food it's like come on man yeah. 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 Yes. i'm paying more for this i'm doing all <laughs> work here you're bringing me the raw food and i'm cooking it uh yeah. and so but no it's fun it's it's, it's fun it's and fun. at least it's, you get to deal with bickering children it's an activity it's <laughs> what it is yeah. there, there's a guy i was trying to find his post on facebook um this guy named simon uh holland and he posts something every fall about apple picking and he says like you go out in you know your fall clothing because you're not quite sure what the weather is going to be so you're sweating the kids are fighting and then you're picking apples that you're paying tons of money for right and then if <laughs> if you if you go at the wrong time and all the good apples have been picked through oh, forget it then it sucks oh it's like there's you bees everywhere yeah. All over the place because yep. yeah. the apples have fallen to the ground. And they're, yep. they're turning into mush. <laughs> yep. It's like a five-alarm bee attraction. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Fall activities, guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get on them today. <laughs> I still like it, though.
All right, so uh, Dr. Pickett says the same for a pumpkin patch photo shoot. That puts you at low risk, and uh, the carving pumpkins as well can be done safely among family members and outdoors. Hay rides <laughs> with other families, she puts at a medium risk. She says uh, make sure that you have a mask on and you're sitting at least six feet apart from other families. A bonfire with friends, she puts at medium risk. Uh, while Pickett said outdoor activities are uh, preferable to indoor ones, she cautions that bonfires could have an increased risk of COVID-19 transmission because in order to eat or drink, people need to take their mask off. Additionally, she said uh, you tend to sit closer together when you're sitting around the fire. Yeah, so my daughter has gone to two bonfires. Yeah. Uh, she's a freshman in high school, and she, you know, so and we've been very, very strict with our children, but we, we, we allowed this to happen. Can I just tell you, anybody listening, it, there's a huge difference between a bonfire and a fire pit, right. okay? Right. And so she went and sat around a fire pit, but her girlfriends were oh, calling it a bonfire. Really? Yes. Okay. That is not a bonfire. If no. you're not lighting, like, pallets of wood on fire. It's a bonfire it for, is. The, for them, for the kids. I've mm. been to bonfires but as a child. it's not fun for the kids to say, I'm going to go to my friend's house and You're coming down on apple picking. You're coming down you on, know on the illusion of a, of a bonfire. And before the show started, I actually said to Marissa, I go, let's start this this week, this morning off right. I'm like, I love you guys. I got all positive energy. And then Kathy comes in with these BS news stories. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you're right. And I got to clean up my attitude, Steve. Oh, you're my God. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> All right, Dr. Pickett. Puts, you got to walk your own path. Yeah. Puts hiking at a low risk. Uh, trick-or-treating, she <laughs> says, though, she rates medium to high risk. She suggests that families talk amongst their, their neighborhood to determine how the community wants to handle Halloween this year. She says one thing for sure, going door-to-door or taking candy from a uh, community bowl isn't the best idea this year. And yet, there were, that's the only thing left. Now I'm like, you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, All this stuff, and then the experts are saying, just uh, put a bowl out. That's a community bowl. It is. It's better if one person hands it out, a gloved hand, into a separate bag. Right? Then it's just you. It's just me. Touching it, as opposed to all the kids. I don't know. I hate bonfires. Haunted houses (laughs) are at a medium to high risk because most are indoors and people are screaming and running in narrow halls. What could go wrong there? Costume parties, she says she puts it at a high risk. Outdoor community dinners are a low to medium. Medium risk, but holiday dinners inside with extended family uh, put you at medium to high risk. What about says. unprotected intercourse with strangers? <laughs> Finally, mm. attending a football game, Dr. Pickett puts at a medium risk as long as the stadium is enforcing mass requirements and sitting fans right. six feet apart. <laughs> I don't know about unprotected sex. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say it. It doesn't say it. didn't address well, that. That's an, impart- that's an incomplete list then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys quarterback Andy Dalton starting his second game for the injured Dak Prescott was forced into the locker room in the third quarter against the Washington football team after taking a helmet-to-helmet hit from linebacker John Bostick. Dalton went straight to the locker room and later was ruled out for the game after being diagnosed with a concussion. Bostick was ejected from the game. Should be suspended. In fact, when that hit happened, even his own player, you could see it on the field, his own player as he's going to make the hit, he puts his hands on his head like, no, don't Don't do do that. 
Oh. Don't you don't do it was a dumb play. You Oof. really, really, really like ruined somebody's life like with a hit like that. The Cowboys lost the game twenty five to three, which means with a record of two, four, and one, the Eagles are in first place in the really? NFC East. The Eagles and it's Cowboys. It's been a stellar season. <laughs> The Eagles and the Cowboys play each other on Sunday night at the link. In Game 5 of the World Series last night, the L.A. Dodgers beat the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2. to Clayton Kershaw pitched solidly in the win, which gives L.A. a 3-2 advantage in the series and puts them one victory away from their first championship I since 1988. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's game. too bad you don't. It's one of the best World Series ever. Seriously, the game oh, on, on really? Saturday night had the craziest ending to any World Series game I've ever seen. Really? It's been, it's been yeah, phenomenal yeah. baseball, yeah. Oh, awesome. Game. Well. <laughs> I mean, that the ending wasn't necessarily phenomenal. It was an error after error, but, right. you know. Fascinating. Fascinating's better, yeah. yeah. Game six is tomorrow night, and the first pitch is scheduled for just after 8 o'clock. And in soccer, Sergio Santos scored three goals, and the Philadelphia Union moved into first yeah. place in the Eastern Conference after a 5-0 win over Toronto FC this weekend. Up next for the Union is a match on Wednesday against Chicago Fire FC. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And we welcome you to Monday Morning Gang, hopefully, uh, the weekend was kind. If not, that's all right. We'll uh, try and make this a great work week for you. We do have some things planned this week, including uh, our Word of the Week prize. Tom Petty, Wildflowers flowers, and all the rest. It was released this week. It was his birthday. It would have been his birthday this week. And this is, a, this is a big one. Super deluxe edition, by the way. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with it. So if you're the Tom Petty fan, yeah. uh, this will be a huge get for you. And if you're not and you win it, this could be an amazing gift for somebody who I'm sure you know is a Tom it's Petty It's a great fan. idea. So you can hang on to it and you can give that to somebody if you want to. The best um, kind of gift to give is one you got for free. Yeah, that yeah. you won <laughs> and didn't have to pay for. So we have a few other things to give away through a stupid question, lesson learned, stuff like that. So we'll get to all that. And then what took place while we were... Had wrapped up our show on Friday is there's a winner for uh, a Rocktober Madness, and it was Shine Down. Yeah. Shine Down it, beat Pink Floyd. It kind of looked like it was going that way. Yeah. You but, know? And they were, they were there's, a, there's a question as to how active the band was in securing that win, but they're, 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 they're awesome guys. They were more active yeah. than Pink Floyd. They were. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This and the Beatles. Uh, so, so they won it, but I'm sure they'd be the first to say, look, we're not as legendary as Pink Floyd, <laughs> but we accept this honor yeah. on behalf of all the listeners that uh, voted. So there you go. You got it done, and thank you to Horizon Services for sponsoring that whole thing. I also do want to give you a heads up as we are circling in towards the date of the Camp Out for Hunger, November 16th. It is happening, and you can get to the Head Start program with Acme, and you're doing great, may I say. We would like to continue doing great. We've gotten some preliminary numbers, and we're very impressed with the participation so far. So if you're headed into Acme, you can make donations. You can make monetary donations at the checkout register, and uh, it's going to help out so much. So thank you very much for getting on that. If you haven't done it yet, visit your neighborhood Acme and make a donation today as we get ready for the Camp Out for Hunger, which is on the way. Uh, we have other things going on, including the standards. So the stupid question and entertainment report will be up next. We will take a break and come back with that. Make sure you hang with us on your Monday morning. We'll return shortly. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
right, let's give something away. We're going to do the stupid question, and how about this? We're going to give away the Doors Morrison Hotel. It's the 50th <laughs> anniversary deluxe edition de- digital download. Wow. 30 songs, 19 perce- uh, previously unreleased outtakes. That's pretty cool. I was just listening to the uh, the Doors over the weekend. It's you got to be in the right mood to listen to the exact- Doors, right? Exactly, and I was yeah. in that kind of mood. Good. Yeah, good. yeah, it was good. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. And when it, when I dive deep into that stuff, I'm like, this is good. It is good, but you can't handle it all the time. No, it's, it's like Las Vegas. It's a bit moody. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. You jump in and then you jump out. All right, so I'm gonna do the stupid question this morning. Let's see if you know the answer to this. You're gonna see a, a, a theme popping up here. So, uh, in the movie, the original animated movie, Peter Pan, uh, the Indian chief's princess daughter. What is her name? Okay. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. So in the animated film, Peter Pan, who is the Indian chief's daughter, she was a princess. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. There's a lot of birthdays to go through today. Celebrity birthdays Monday, October twenty sixth. We'll start with actor Anthony Rapp, uh, who is he, he was he was actually one of the originals on uh, the uh, Broadway show Rent. He played Mark oh. and, and in the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, but Adventures in Babysitting, A Beautiful Mind, and he's one of the main accusers of Kevin Spacey. He's also on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, he is? Yeah, okay. he is. So right. he, he is a very talented actor. Yeah, very much so. And I, and I love him in Rent. He's really good. Celebrates his 49th birthday today. Keith Urban, the country music star, husband of Nicole Kidman, is 53 years old today. That dude is talented, man. Yeah, I, You yeah. know, I, I knew nothing about him. He was from country. Okay, I'm not not my thing. I'm not going to pay attention. And then I saw him on a couple of different things. I'm like, first off, the guy can shred. He's a really good guitar player and good songwriter. But in that Bee Gees tribute that the Grammys did, I forget what song he covered, but I would, I would pay to get that version that he okay. did. It was so effing good. He's got some rock sensibilities. Yeah, to he him. does. That's what I like about him. So uh, he turns uh, fifty-three today. It's Hillary Clinton's birthday today. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be taking it off. Yeah, go baby, go. Enjoy her birthday. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah, it's tassels <laughs> yeah. on her nipples. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let me see that cooter. Uh, she is celebrating her seventy-third birthday today. So. Uh, she's still in your eighty-year range, Casey. Yeah. Have you seen, you see pictures of her younger? You can see why why Bill had designs on. Her. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, then you also have uh, Dylan McDermott, the actor uh, from The Practice. And, He's one of the Dylans. Uh, one of the Dylans. <laughs> yes, various Dylan actors. There are a few Dylans. Yeah. Uh, so he turns fifty-nine years old today. We watched a Dylan. We watched uh, my daughter. Now, his first name isn't Dylan's, last name is Dylan, but my daughter just read for class The Outsiders. Oh, my God. So we watched the movie uh, with Matt Dillon. I was so glad that we watched that together. As he hinted, right? The uh, Outsiders? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I never read the book. Uh, the uh, They actually had us read that in school. In high school, and it I was, remember, it was yeah. one of the, um, it was like, oh, thank God, we're getting away from Johnny Tremaine and all this other crap that they'd have us read. Yeah. It was, it was something that had a little bit more teeth that you could connect with. Yeah. And uh, it was great. And Matt yeah. Dillon's obviously in that. So uh, we, I, it, it was fun to watch that with her. So, that's a Dillon. Uh, that's correct. It's another Dillon. I brought it up. Dylan McDermott is 59. Jacqueline Smith of Charlie's Angels celebrates her 75th birthday today. She was my favorite uh, of the Angels. Yeah. The dark hair. And I, I remember, it's one of those things you remember when you're, you know, and there's a, a poster of them all standing there. And, you know, the gap that goes... Up, you know, the legs. Yes, Mm -hmm. and I go. That is amazing. Went all the way up, all the way up. And remember, she had her fashion line from Kmart. 
uh, as well. I saw a, like a biography for her. It was about E, and she really has a pretty fascinating life. Uh, she turned 75 today. Uh, then you have uh, Pat Sajak, host of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> we ever had him on? I don't know. We Maybe. wanted to. Somebody that we know is a good friend Mark, of his. Mark yeah. Summers. Mark yeah. Summers. Yeah, Summers, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I'd love to have Pat Sajak on. He's got, I think, one of the plum gigs oh, yeah. in entertainment. Uh, yeah, he and, he and Mark. Mark goes on about what a great guy he is. So uh, he turned 74 years old today. He had his own uh, nighttime talk show in the vein of Letterman. I remember that, yeah. Uh, then you have uh, Carrie Elways, Princess Bride, My Sweet Wesley. Uh, turns 59 today, and a uh, bunch of other stuff, too. Liar, Liar, and Saw. There's a video of him Saw movie. apologizing to us for missing an interview. That's right. Yeah. Yep. He was uh, he was very nice about that. He was supposed to call in. I forgot what happened, but so he recorded a video <laughs> apology yeah. and said it to us. I was like, that was pretty cool of him. I do think Saw could make for a decent stage production. Well, it's like a... It's like a, a, like a, a almost like a one-man thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he turns 59 today. Uh, Rita Wilson has her birthday Rita today. Wilson. That is right. Absolutely a sweetheart. Uh, wife of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks makes an incredible couscous. Uh, she's been in tons of great movies throughout the years. In fact, they met on the set of a movie. Just, you know, her, her Tom had the, had the COVID over there in Australia for a while. They did. Swimming that uh, that Elvis movie where he's playing uh, Elvis's manager. Yeah, Colonel Tom Parker. Colonel Tom Parker, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think they met on Volunteers. I think that was they met the, on a film called Volunteers. Yes, yeah. and uh, it didn't really do well at the box office. But yeah. obviously, he found his soulmate uh-huh. in uh, that thing you do. She is hot. She is hot. She's smoking and a sexy waitress, yeah. cocktail waitress. Not a long role. She's not in the movie for very long. But man, is she sexy. Nick, if you've ever seen her in uh, some kind of wonderful, no, I haven't. What was the movie again? She was in some kind of wonderful. She was in some sort of movie. I don't know. We don't get a lot up here. We, did... <laughs> we don't get a lot up here. <laughs> we're, we're still using pyramid. Still using what? Pyramid. It's an old cable, cable network. <laughs> like oh wow! Oh my god! It's what they have in New York. <laughs> All right. Well, you were a New York guy. Uh, so Rita Wilson is sixty-four today. Uh, now I don't know how to, say, how to say her last name, Steve. You will because you're an, a huge fan. Lauren Tuies, she is Tuies. Tuies, yes. Right. Julie on the Love Boat. Julie on the Love Boat. Watched the, uh... her last night. Vincent Price was on. It was a Halloween oh episode. My <laughs> and oh my god! He was just an incredible mentalist, Preston. He was could. He? he convinced everyone that the pool down the, uh, I guess, the Lido deck there yes. uh, was a huge ice cream sundae. Oh wow! It was amazing. Okay, that's amazing. So. <laughs> Yeah, she was uh, Julie, your cruise director. I always thought she was cute. She had a cocaine habit for a while, so she had to leave the show, and then she came back. Oh, wow, I didn't know that's why and, she And now left. she is actually playing the love boat, the uh, ship she's, itself. She's a little bit larger. Uh-huh. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and everyone boards her at the beginning of the episode. As your love boat, Lauren Tewey. <laughs> no, no, Tewey? yeah, yeah. You know that cast really stayed. I mean, they were they were the best of friends and and continue to be very friendly. The no ones kid. who remain, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, she is sixty seven today. Uh, Natalie Merchant, singer, uh, originally with Ten Thousand Maniacs, and then uh, went on to have a solo career. I dug that band. Uh, yeah, I did too, yeah. and I liked her solo stuff as yeah. well. I heard. Um, this is a great song. This is Carnival, right? Yeah. Um, what was one that I was listening to? Oh, uh, Wonder. Great song. Oh yeah. Uh, How does that go? 
Uh, Sing it, I everybody. must be one of the wonders. God's own creation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good song. And as far as they say, they can tell me no complications. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a long nomination. Yeah. Good song. Uh, some, something <laughs> pleasant about her voice. Uh, I was like, I had a chance to interview her one time. She was very nice. A little mysterious, but, of course, very, but very nice. Of that time. Yeah, she's 57 today. Uh, Seth McFarlane, your family guy creator. There's a, I saw a story that he, I forget who he's working with, but they're creating a Smokey and the Bandit TV series. No Shut way. up. Yeah, but like a knowing Smokey and the Bandit TV okay. series. It would yeah. have yeah, to yeah. be, right? Right, right. And and how many times can they, I guess, it, uh, is he going to be challenged to go pick up beer and run it to another state <laughs> I line? I have no idea. Hmm. You remember that horrible third movie? Oh, they with, did? Uh, with, with Jerry the, Reed with the elephant. It was it was staggering they had bad. To deliver an elephant in the in the. <laughs> that was number wheeler. two. Was that two? That was two. Oh, that was terrible too. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the two third was one terrible. Then. Number oh. one, listen. Number one wasn't all that good, but it was fun. It was fun, and and you had them actually. What made that work is a lot of that dialogue between. Burt Reynolds and Sally Field was was improv. Okay, yeah, and it had that sort of feel to it. But and, uh, and you guys are, I would imagine, you're too young. But at the time when Smoking the Bandit came out, it created a craze across the nation CB. of CB radios. <laughs> every citizen band radios. They really? popped up in every freaking car in where I lived. Anyway, you, so and no matter where you were, and Preston, my dad had the one of the first. Uh, Mazdas with the rotary engine, this t- little tiny car, and I think the citizen, the CB radio was a pace. There was like a fifteen foot antenna off the back of this little thing. It was a whip antenna. Yeah, probably, yeah, 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 dude. You know, and the, and now that I think about it, the truckers must have just hated that. Their private realm was yeah. infiltrated totally. by every yokel. Mm-hmm. All right, so Steve, I brought up the poster for uh, Smokey and the Bandit three. Uh-huh. Was there a shark? As a part of the plot no. line, I th- it, it's. What? I think so. Because he's got transporting a, a shark. God. He's got one around his tie, and I didn't know if that, like it was a Jaws riff or something. It's possible. Okay. It probably might have been out at that time. The second one was with the 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 elephant. They're trying to transport the elephant. The third one didn't even have Burt Reynolds in it. It was Jerry Reed who was in the first two. Sure. Yeah. And he was no man. He was pretending he was the bandit. Okay, that's a masterpiece. Move on. Kathy can tell us all about it. Oh, Kathy, um, please tell us about it. So, Seth MacFarlane, I don't even. Oh, you said he's going to be. Smoking the Bandit, yeah. All right, uh, 47 today. John Heater, Napoleon yes. Dynamite. Yep. Uh, it was just um, Pedro's birthday not that long ago. That's why we played this. I think uh, recently. Do you know what he's hilarious in? That movie, Blades of Glory. You know what? I never saw it. With Will Ferrell. It is a junk food comedy movie, but there are solid laughs in that. Uh, he is 43 today. And the last birthday I see is Bootsy Collins, bassist wow. for P-Funk. Parliament Funkadelic's some cool music, man. George My Clinton. original name is supposed to be Bootsy. Wow. No yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, so he is uh, 69 years old today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, in the original animated uh, Peter Pan film, uh, the Indian chief's daughter, a princess, what was her name? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Brandon for the answer. Hey, Brandon, good morning. <laughs> oh, all right, Brandon, what's the name of the daughter? Uh, Tiger Lily. Yes, Lily. <laughs> Legs, Lily. Absolutely correct. Hang on the line, Brandon. <laughs> we are going to give you the Doors Morrison Hotel 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition Digital Download. 30 songs, including 19 previously unreleased outtakes. A two-CD, one-LP set is also available in stores now, and that's courtesy 
of Rhino.com. All right, let's get into the entertainment stuff. We'll start with this real quick. The box office, number one, was Honest Thief at $2.4 million, uh, followed by The War with Grandpa, The Empty Man, Tenet was fourth, Nightmare Before Christmas at number five, followed by Hocus Pocus, Monsters, Inc., and After We Collided at number eight, and there aren't there is not a number nine and ten. Do you know what they should have done? And someone pointed this out: the movie Trick or Treat, which we talked about, which is in my top, uh, you know, yeah. uh, or my, not my top ten, but my my ho- ho- Halloween horror list. That should have been released to the theaters. Not a lot of people have seen it. Yeah, uh, they could have run the commercials and they the whole deal. Yeah. They could do it. Hopefully, they will. But it's not looking likely. We're almost there. All right, we're going to start with this. Lily James Lily. has been making headlines. For all the wrong reasons lately, uh, she and her married co-star were photographed canoodling in Rome. This was uh, Dominic West. And Dominic, his, his Dominic, wife. Dominic, legs, Dominic. And his uh, wife, Catherine, issued a statement that they were still very much together. Now, there are reports emerging that her behavior may have caused the demise of Army Hammer's marriage oh, to boy. Elizabeth Chambers. <laughs> Chambers found messages from a woman signed Adeline on his cell phone. Annabelle. Annabelle. This looks like a message from Annabelle. Annabelle. On his cell phone in 2019 and was devastated. He was uh, shooting Rebecca with James at the time, and she was referred to as Adeline and Rebecca on the call sheets and on her trailer. At the time, there were rumors of the onset flirtation, but Chambers tried to save their uh, 10-year-old marriage. They announced their split on July 10th. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lily has canceled some interviews amid the fracas, but has given others. She confirmed to The Guardian that her long-term relationship with Matt Smith was over, but she wouldn't comment on other rumors of her reported fling with Chris Evans over the oh. summer. So Chris Evans. Yeah. You know who Chris Evans? I, they posted a video. Of him with Agent Carter, who's the actress? I keep forgetting. Oh gosh, um, yeah, I don't know I the actress's name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not that's her. That's her first name. Is Agent Carter? Carter. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm... she's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, there have been a couple of videos, Instagram videos that have popped up where she is with him. Um, be... Ellie Atwill. Uh, yes, Atwell. she's great. Uh, she was in that movie, that Bruce Springsteen movie, uh, where the uh, the two guys from England of. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. Blind by the light. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she plays the teacher there. She was also in an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, that's you are correct. It's almost like she's a working actress. What? It is, it is. So anyhow, uh so she did shed some light, some in she shared some insight into her state of mind and character, explaining that the roles she plays deeply influence her. Uh, Lily said, it's weird to wonder if I'd be a different person if I hadn't played them. That's quite a depressing thought, actually. You have to have a greater sense of self, which I suppose I'm working on. What? All right, whatever, yeah. <laughs> All right, now, Lily Allen. What? Lily, Lily, Allen. See what I did? I did the Tiger Lily yeah, question. Yeah, oh, yeah, Lily into Lily into Lily. Three Lilies. Uh, Lily Allen is looking towards the next step in her marriage to David Harbour. In a new interview, the British singer, who is a mom to daughters Marnie Rose and Ethel Mary, uh, said, Marnie and Ethel Mary? Wow. (laughs) Marnie and Ethel. She said uh, she wants to have children with the Stranger Things actor whom she wed last month in Las Vegas. And this is Debbie Fred Mertz. Right. So so next she wants to have Gladys, is there? (laughs) You know what? I be- I bet you Gladys makes a because when you said Ethel, I'm like okay. You know, I can see this somehow having a uh, maybe like an ironic turn. Turn. You Don't know, you think 
Ironic meaning trying to make uh, frumpy names cool again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, you want another Lily tie-in? Yeah. yeah. Natalie Merchant has an album called Lily. Tiger Lily. Oh, is it no. Tiger Lily? Yes, which was Why the answer to your oh question. I know, right? There you go. There you Do you go. have any Lily Collins stories coming I, up? You know what? I could probably dig something All right. up. All right. Especially now, uh, Marnie's gotten so big, she said, when asked if she'd like to have babies have babies around him, essentially she wants to have more children. Oh, well, with David Harbour, we assume. Correct. Yeah. She said, uh, I do. I miss the little terrors running around the house. However, Alan says that she's likely waiting a few years before she gets pregnant again. She said, I'm a really good place, and I don't know if I'd mess with my hormones at this particular moment. Uh, by the way, I love the fact that they got married with an Elvis Presley impersonator. They got married in Vegas. They yeah. did it in September, and they did one of those, you know, Chapels. chapel ceremonies. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, which is a perfect fit for him because he seems like a super fun guy. So I, I hope you know. Sometimes he comes. There'll be a time in the future where he comes by on another press thing and comes to the studio. He was a great guest. Yep. So uh, they they look for them to have kids sometime in the next couple of years. Arnold Schwarzenegger is recovering from the second heart procedure he's had in two years. The actor and former California governor shared a shot of himself in a hospital bed on Twitter Friday, writing, thanks to the team at the Cleveland Clinic, I have a new aor- aortic uh, valve to go along with my new pulmonary valve for my last surgery. He said, I feel fantastic. I've already been walking the streets of Cleveland enjoying your amazing statues. <laughs> Thank you to every doc and nurse on my you team. You think you got these incredible statues? Yeah, that's what There's a guy on the horse, and there's a, there's a, like a dog. Both of their buildings. Mm-hmm. They got two buildings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you remember that theme song? I do remember yeah. that. Come, Come see both of our, our buildings. buildings. <laughs> it was a riff yeah. one on uh, Cleveland and how boring it was, but that was a few years ago. Maybe I who the hell have more buildings a pay phone. Now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We still got a pay phone. Yeah. Uh, his daughter Catherine and Patrick sent him love. Patrick wrote, please don't go work out today. <laughs> Uh, he also shares Christina and son Christopher with his ex-wife Maria Shriver and son Joseph uh, Baina uh, with his ex uh, Mildred Baina. There's a name for you, Mildred. She's not yeah. an ex, though. She's the the, the housekeeper. Hmm. Yeah. It says ex, so maybe they're not together anymore. Okay, yeah. Or maybe maybe he let her go. Uh, two years ago, he underwent surgery to <laughs> yeah. replace a pulmonic valve replacement that was uh, put in in 1997. I'd give 100 bucks to hear him say pulmonic. <laughs> <laughs> Staffers at the Wendy Williams show have spoken out about what is allegedly going on behind the scenes. According to Love B. Scott... Staffers say that they believe Wendy is self-medicating on prescription pills, some kind of opioid. Not true! Uh, The source continued saying the production staff is at a loss for what to do. Because of COVID, the staff sits in the audience every show, and they're constantly worried that she's going to pass out on air like before. When when I was dressed as a Statue of Liberty. Uh, Some days it's so bad the producers will pull the plug and air a repeat. But it's a big production, and they can't keep wasting money like that, they said. She uh, she looks she looks like someone if she went if she went to a mall artist and had the mall artist draw her she's a character she looks like her that I right yep. she looks like a cartoon of herself <laughs> the features yeah. have gotten so large the only thing missing is like a six foot tennis racket that uh, that she looks like a character yeah absolutely fans noticed Williams erratic behavior during an episode of her show last week one fan commented Wendy you need to stop your show and seriously get help your camp is just watching you spiral 
instead of sending help. Shame on them. You need to shut up. So wow, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I thought everything was going to get better when she dumped the uh, the yeah. husband. Right? Yeah, he was, yeah. Had a kid after with his mistress. She, after she passed out, Steve, you did a bit where she just kept passing out. It <laughs> cracks me up just to even think about it. I forget that bit. Is it, <laughs> is it Daily Rush video? I hope it's yeah, a Daily yeah. Rush, but like. <laughs> That's, oh, woo! Okay, we're back in the... (laughs) (laughs) She looks... You don't mean to laugh, but when you watch video of somebody like that, you know, and she she was dressed as the Statue of Liberty, which did not help. (laughs) It's like drunk people passing out on Halloween. That's it. You know? It's yeah. It you know yeah. yeah there there this, are two things that that and last night it. getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, and and people freaking out when someone is pretending to be like a a uh, scarecrow sitting in a chair at Halloween and scares <laughs> the f out of me. <laughs> I like it that too. Uh, congratulations are in order as Hillary Duff is expecting her third child. Oh. The singer and actress revealed the happy news on Instagram by posing with her husband Matthew Coma for a video, and in the clip, Coma can be seen rubbing Duff's belly. She captioned the post, we are growing, mostly me. Uh, Duff and Coma welcomed a daughter called Banks in October 2018. And the actress has a son called Luca from her previous marriage to Mike Comrie. Isn't she working on a, a reboot of one of her... Yeah, they was were doing another... Doing should, um, what was that show Is it Lizzie McGuire? Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. McGuire. Yeah, yeah, they were doing a Lizzie McGuire reboot. But oh. more adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Coma and Duff tied the knot at the end of 2019 in a secret wedding, which they later shared on social media. Uh, Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Philippi got together for their son Deacon's 17th birthday party. Wow. Uh, Philippi 17. had posted a video on Instagram story of Witherspoon holding a cake and bringing it to Deacon. The pair, who also share the 21-year-old Ava, got married in 1999. Uh, they split in 2006. Their daughter looks just like... Like Reese her? Spoon, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 alum Christine Elise is walking back her claims that Jessica Alba lied when she said that she was told not to make any eye contact with the show's cast on set. This is back when Jessica Alba was just trying to break into right. acting and she had a small role and she said that she was told not to make any eye contact with the cast members. Uh, Elise said on social media, first of all, I have never met her, but have always admired her work. I am certain she is a lovely woman. Secondly, anyone who knows me at all knows I swear with unapologetic abandon. So quotes read without tone of voice can be misinterpreted and seem more angry than they ever were. She went on to say that Alba's recollection of her time on on the Fox Teen drama does not sound like the set I was on. So... Who knows? But she's but, a filthy liar. But a couple <laughs> of the other cast members had said, I think it was Jenny Garth and um, Tori uh, Tori Spelling. Spelling had said that, yeah, that sounds like the, we never told anybody to do that, but it sounds, it doesn't sound out of the realm of to yeah. what the producers might have asked or the, the showrunners might have asked I didn't people. think that actually happened. Like, don't make eye contact. Like, that's actually sick. All right, everybody, <laughs> you're working for the Preston and Steve show. Now, remember, don't look at them and don't talk to them. I mean, like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who does that? Uh, Anne Hathaway had captioned a picture of herself in a cherry red Alpha and Russo gown that said, no premiere, no problem. She was celebrating the premiere of The Witches on HBO Max and wasn't letting the pandemic get her down. 
I want to watch that. I forgot that that premiered this weekend. She wrote, I hope you all enjoy Robert Zemeckis' reimagining of the Witches movie, which is streaming on HBO Max today. And if you don't, suck it. <laughs> um, the Girl Up hashtag Girl Hero Awards are set to honor producer Shonda Rhimes uh, and Me Too founder uh, Tarana Burke uh, and civil rights activist Dolores Huerta uh, for their work on equality. Uh, the virtual ceremony is going to take place on the International Day of the Girl, which is October 29th. So it's coming up this week. So I had um, saw a story about Shonda Rhimes. I don't know if you saw this or not, Steve, but she, I, I believe, is doing stuff with Netflix now. Yes. And what precipitated that was um, some sort of falling she out she had because she was a producer for like ABC. ABC, yeah, and predominantly. She had apparently uh, wanted comps for Disneyland. And oh, was that what uh, caused that? Apparently, they had messed up the comps, and because it wasn't even for yeah. her, it was like for like nieces and nephews or right. whatever. And there was like some sort of mix up at the front desk of Disneyland, and then Shonda basically wrote into whoever is the manager of Disney. I don't know. She sent like <laughs> she sent like a text message, like trying to to fix this problem, right? And basically, the the highest up said something along the lines of like. Don't you make enough money? You know, you don't oh need this. God. You don't need this handout. And she was like, do you know how much money I've made for this company as yeah. a producer or whatever? It's yeah, not the way you handle a Shonda Rhimes. Right. And basically went to her agent and said, whatever you do, get me out of this and get me over to Netflix. Wow. Well, it was a principal thing mm-hmm. yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah okay. it wasn't like. Yeah. It that. wasn't outlandish. She wasn't asking for her own Disneyland. Right, right. Yes, she no. does. But she was figuring, since I work for the company. Well, and they had also messed up the comp situation. It wasn't like. She was asking for more. She yeah. was just ba- basically saying, "This is you were supposed to do this, and right. you didn't do this. And the whole empire falls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy. Wow. Uh, Gigi Hadid is showing off her post-baby body weeks after welcoming her daughter with boyfriend Zion Malik. This has got to drive other women crazy because you know she's got it. She's got people, trainers, and so on and so forth. And, and so she, she looks like she never had a baby. It, 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 it's pretty wild. Well, some people can bounce back and, you know, uh, yeah. I guess they're lucky in that regard. But on uh, Saturday, the supermodel posed for a mirror selfie on Instagram while wearing a Vote t-shirt tucked in to a pair of bright yellow pants. Uh, in her caption, Hadid urged her followers to vote in the 2020 presidential election and included information on when early voting takes place uh, per state. So she's in New Hope, right? Isn't this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't have the decency to call us. Uh, The new mom wrote, uh, I voted absentee last week with my daughter next to me for an America I want want her to see, uh, but not just for us, for fellow Americans that are less privileged with hope for a nation that is unified, that is empathetic, and for a leader that is compassionate. Oh, uh, here's a follow-up, Steve. I had mentioned Scarlett Johansson is set to star in this movie, Bride. Yes. And so I found out a little bit more about it. It's a riff on the classic Bride of Frankenstein character. Not Bridesmaids. This is for Apple and A24. Sebastian uh, Lelio will Lelio. direct. Lelio. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Director Lelio. Lelio. The log line reads, a woman created to be an ideal wife, the singular obsession of a brilliant entrepreneur, rejects her creator and is forced to her conf- her confined existence confronting a world the Caesar is a monster. So, All right. somehow or another, it's a riff on Bride of Frankenstein. Somebody's getting married. So 
much more scary version yeah, of that. It's a slower, scarier version <laughs> of the somebody's getting married that is so song. So terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's it's, it's more Swedish. Yeah, yeah, the more you slow it down, the more Swedish it yeah, sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. okay. Do you ever see the movie with Scarlett Johansson? Which I forget the name of it, but she plays an alien. And she wears basically a skin suit of a woman over the alien that she is. No. And she seduces and feeds on... What? Men. It's, it's a pretty wild avant-garde film, but she starts to... She starts to become um, sensitive. It's a, probably about six or seven, under the skin. That's the name of it. Huh. Um, Never even heard of it. It is a wild movie. Huh. And she starts to feel empathy. She, she picks up a guy who has neurofibrotosis, and she figures it'll be easy, you know. Easy pickings? Yeah, and then she feels sorry for him, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it changes. They did announce a new uh, release date, Steve, for Black Widow. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, they pushed it all the way back to May of next year, which is like a year and a half. But wait, May May of twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one. Sorry, okay. Uh, but it was I think it was supposed to be like uh, February or March of this year. I no, know it must have been March or April because of the pandemic. They but were anyway. running the commercials. They were yeah. running a pretty heavy TV campaign. They were. It was just set to premiere, yeah. and everything happened. All right, uh, we can move on to clips now. Whose line is it anyway? One of the most well-known improv comedy shows has seen a resurgence in popularity since being revived by the CW in 2013. And in this clip, Colin Mockery recalls one of his earliest gigs as a chicken mascot for a restaurant chain. Here we go. Publicist would drive me in my costume, which was an extra foot above my head, to radio stations for interviews. So I'd be on radio dressed as a chicken. While they interviewed me, and all I could do was go, I got attacked by a Doberman, and a Doberman uh, gave me a quarter and said, here, man, you need this more than me. That's funny. Uh, Whose line is it anyway? Airs tonight, 8 o'clock. That's on CW. Here's the next clip. As more movies this year move from theaters to streaming, The Witches, based on Roald Dahl's classic novel, is the next film to do so. And in this clip, star Anne Hathaway talks in depth about her character, the Grand High Witch. She is the being that evil considers evil. She is just as extreme as you can imagine. She has big emotions. And our director, Bob Zemeckis, uh, gave me the most wonderful idea. He said, when she has emotions, don't think of her as a person. Think of her as an animal. So the way animals go crazy whenever they feel something and they just express it, do that. Shut the f*** up! Uh, The Witches is now available on HBO Max. And that's what I got for you today, the Entertainment Report. All right, let's take a break. Come back in just a moment and we'll keep this Monday in a forward momentum movement because it's kind of a crappy day weather-wise. We've got some showers this morning. Drive-in's going to be a little bit funky, so keep that in mind. We'll be back in a sec. WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. 
I saw this uh, story, an online poll, and I wanted to get your guys' take on this. It's really stupid, but I <laughs> sometimes get, those are the best polls. I wanted to get your take on this. This is um, so we're we're nearing the end of of uh, maintenance around uh, you know uh, landscaping and so on. So it, it tapers off this time yes. of year. I was just because you were talking about the weather, and it is going to go down below freezing. So if yep. you do have some outdoor plants, they need to come in. Yeah, <laughs> you get the frost thing. So, but I'm like curious. Yes, um, yes. I'm curious what when 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 you are doing. And I'm, I'm I don't want to say the words because I want to see what you think. But when when maintenance on the greenery. Yes. What do you call it when they take out an apparatus and trim up the uh, the grass? Mowing. Okay, but but how do you say I'm going to? I'm going to mow the lawn. You say mow the lawn, Casey. Oh. What do you say? I guess I say mow the lawn. Cut the grass. Cut the grass, Kathy. Nick. Yeah, probably both. Probably both. Yeah, uh, depending on uh, mood. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut the grass. Or if you're feeling lawn. very randy, you might go with cut the grass. I usually say cut the grass. Okay. So uh, there was an online poll. It was 1,300 people reveals the phrase that people say referring to okay. using a tool to shorten the plant growth at the okay. front of their home or the back of their home. Uh, number one is mowing the lawn. Okay. okay. So it's at 42%. Go team mow. Thirty-nine percent said cutting the grass. That's what Kathy and I said. Okay. And then sixteen percent say mowing the grass. No. Ten percent say mowing the yard. And four percent say other. Yeah, which... sometimes I say cut the mow. Cut the mow. Yeah. <laughs> or munch I gotta the... mow the cut. Munch the bush. Munch I'm munching oh, wait, that's the bush. A, that's a different Yeah, that's, that's a right, tad right, bit right. different. So uh um, interesting. Yeah. And they say that people who don't say mow the lawn are Almost always serial killers, correct? Yeah, yeah, no, they don't say that in oh, this they particular study. But I was just curious what, what uh, you guys have said. So mowing the lawn uh, is the most popular one, but uh, thank God that's ending right now. And the the grass starts, obviously, it becomes dormant. It start, starts growing slower. Yep. So, and, yep. And, and, and you don't have to worry about it, especially once it turns brown. But this uh, this week and next week, like when you cut the grass and you, I, I just said cut the grass, when you, and the uh, the leaves are kind of uh, chopped up and they are, the leaves have been falling, it's actually kind of like an, a pretty little hue that goes on top of the I green love grass. It. I love it because my dog gets lost in it too because my dog is sort of brown so when she runs around in the uh, in the, in the the leaves and stuff like that, it, yeah. looks, it looks amazing. And the grass hasn't turned brown yet so like there's right. actually some green elements still left in the uh, in the yard. Maybe Casey, you have this experience when you take out the the, the edger, uh huh. Oh man, it, it's kind of erotic, isn't it? Um, kind of erotic. <laughs> I wouldn't it, say get nose lines nice and trim, and you're moving along. It's yeah. just it's awesome. You know what? All right, so I I have um, proof here that I say mow the lawn. All right, because I, I, I really yeah, wasn't a, a sure when you from said 1941. That. Oh no, I was looking at text. I'm going to go mow the lawn. <laughs> I have text message proof oh, that right, I say right. mow the lawn. Okay. Uh, mowing the lawn, mow the lawn, mow the lawn. Okay, so uh, you can, you know. Your Honor, technology. I want to submit this phone as proof yeah. that I say mow the lawn. <laughs> I just typed in the word in the search bar at the, in, in my text mow. messages. I typed in the word right. mow, and boom, they all came up. What about grass? Uh, I, I put in grass first, okay. and nothing, nothing came up. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay, I so mean, you never say that. Then. Nothing okay. like cut the grass. The defense up. rest. Yeah, right. the defense yeah. rest. <laughs> Steve... I wouldn't necessarily say that that is uh, erotic or whatever, but I do. I've gotten better at it, and I bought this weed whacker slash edger. It's a Craftsman, and it's uh, battery operated. That's what I have. It is a mofo, man. I, yeah. I can I, I cannot believe 
how good it is. I will never buy a gas powered weed whacker blower again. All my stuff. I have the all the uh, I have the iWorks yeah. uh, stuff. The uh, and it's battery powered. It works great. Now, if you have a large yard and yeah. it could be prob- super large, it could be right. problematic. Well, my battery. That's, gas, so yeah. that's the only thing I would say is I went with like the twenty volt instead. I should have got you a, fool. I know. What I should have got a forty God. volt. But you an idiot. You an idiot. You an idiot. I just bought an extra battery. That's all. I, that, so that's all, I know? did the fifty. I think it's fifty four. Whatever it is, the, the batteries are, are, and they. I have a, a whole bank of them. Yeah, and Ooh. they're charging constantly. But you, you an idiot. You an idiot. <laughs> did you know that there are eighty one synonyms for weed whacker? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending what? on the country, yeah. Trimmer, whippersnapper, junkie, junkie, a junkie. junkie? Yeah. Someone who injects heroin. Yes. yes. Wait. Now I. Okay. So is a, a is a weed head? whacker and a trimmer the same thing? Uh, uh, well, no. there's there's yes. an edger, there's an edger which is yeah. different. That's when you lick somebody's butt. Yeah, that's when you run your finger. Yeah, that's when you run your finger around the edging edge of someone's something else. Something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, is that your question? No. Yeah. Uh, then no. there's a filcher. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I don't even know what just happened. A, a trimmer, a trimmer, and a weed whacker. Yes, I believe are the same. Are the same thing. But no, an edger is different. I thought a trimmer was a trimmer used for bushes. Yeah, uh, but that's, that's a hedger. But hold on a second. No, 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 no. Hedgers and trimmers are the same. Yeah. Please let him speak. Trying to say something here. A weed trimmer is is that is, is like a weed whacker. Yes. So, but there's okay. So but my what ed- you trim, but a hedge trimmer mm-hmm. is one that you trim hedges, and, with. and it's two different yes. pieces of equipment. Completely. Okay. Absolutely. My, my so I can use my uh, edger because it rolls on a wheel. And then I can turn it over, and it becomes a um, a weed whacker. Oh. Steve, actually, I wanted to ask you when you brought up the charging station that you set up before. I heard from my guys, Berwyn Lawnmower, yeah. uh, that you should not leave the chargers plugged in. Have you ever heard that? So I have heard that. I've heard two. There's two schools of thought. I found that everyone who didn't do what I was doing tended to be a serial killer. <laughs> No, okay. no, no, uh, no. I the, heard that it's bad for the batteries, but I don't know if that's an old wives' tale. Or... I, I've, I heard it's better to run down the battery charge and then charge it to not always keep it uh, charging. Right. I've heard that as well. Okay. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe somebody can answer that question. I, don't I tell know you one right thing, though. I, I did make the mistake one year of having, so in my garage, um, I left those batteries out and. Um, my, ha- my garage is not attached to the house. Don't do that. It got mm. very cold, yep. and it will drop the... It'll kill the batteries. I bring mine inside. Yeah. Actually, even I in, sleep with mine. I, I, yeah, put them under the pillow. Oh, no, uh, Because um, uh, it, for extreme heat can cause damage, too. So I, in the, I have them now inside all the time, because I have yes. battery-operated uh, lawnmower and um, leaf blower. Hang on. Uh, Josh did landscaping for 10 years. He wants to weigh in on uh, mow the lawn, cut the grass. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Am I on the radio? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. All right, Josh, uh, so what, what do you say? So I, or... cut, I, I cut grass for 10 years, uh, professional landscaping. We did big mansions. Uh, let me tell you, Steve, you're absolutely right. There is nothing more orgasmic than a straight line. <laughs> yes. But it was always cut the grass. It was never mow the lawn. Right. Okay. I feel if mow the lawn is like that's a new Show thing. me wax on. Wait, mm-hmm. mow the lawn is what? Dads and New Balances. Oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's the, the classic. Dads and New Balances. That's, that's okay, okay, oh, right. that's the new also, joke. We also called it. It was trimming. It wasn't weed whacking. And uh, I had a friend who I have a friend who works for Dewalt and can confirm about the batteries. What you were saying, Nick. So you should not leave them plugged in. Pulled, 
and you should not leave them plugged in. Okay. Well, okay. My, mine have retained. Mine have retained the charge pretty well. I just pull them in in the winter, but um, I leave some out. I leave some plugged in. But yeah. for the most, but then I'll probably just if they have a full charge, I'll unplug them and then charge them when exactly. I, I need to use them. Okay. The okay. Idea, the, the main idea is for you to charge one while you're using the other, and then switch. And when you're done, unplug everything. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks for the heads up, Jack. Thank you, By the way, I don't cut lawns in New Balances. I cut in Brooks. All right. So okay. my my and that's kind of what you're supposed to do is when you get in a new pair of sneakers, then the old pair of sneakers becomes your lawn cutting sneakers. Am I right? Yes. Are you with me? I will go with that. All right. Yeah. Are you with me? Any any yard work I use old uh, old shoes for. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that says weed whacker in England is a stringer. What is a stringer? A weed, a weed whacker. whacker. <laughs> uh, but here in the U.S., it's what you put your fish on. Huh. You know, a stringer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang the fish on it. Mm-hmm. You know, Kathy, yep. after you go to big no idea what you guys fishing are trip, you go home, and you, yeah. then you clean the fish and prepare stringer them for dinner. Fish. Yeah, but when you're when you're hanging on to them and you're still keeping them in the water, they're on a stringer. That's what they say down south, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Put that thing on a stringer. Okay, Preston, oh. grab that stringer over there. Like that. Uh, all right. Well, anyhow, I was just curious. Interesting. Uh, by the way, we're in the junk drawer. I didn't. Oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going through a variety of stories here that uh, I thought were interesting and worth pointing out. Let me dig in here and see, see what else I can find. Uh, did you guys hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> you will hang on to that because apparently uh, cow hugging is now a thing. Oh, okay. You saw this, right? Yeah. Is this a fall activity? So, so where they had like the uh, the goat snuggling? Yep. Now it's cow hugging. Cow hugging. Okay. Yep, exactly. So right. <laughs> people in several parts of the world have started to embrace the wellness trend, which supposedly originated in the Netherlands. Of course. According to the BBC, the practice of hugging cows is supposed to reduce stress in humans by causing the release of the bonding hormone oxytocin. I love... Listen, I think cows are adorable. They look so benign and everything. But cows can Crap have a little bit of attitude. Dude, uh, cows stink, yeah. too. I mean, they yeah. smell horrible. Well, so I will That's say. That's right, it stinks. Yes. I will Thanks, say, God. I recently went. It was like the beginning of the season, the fall season, when I went out to my friend's farm. She uh, recently moved to a farm, and her neighbors have cows. So we uh, we went over there. It, they had just had babies. It was absolutely adorable. And she got in there with the baby, who was just like 24 hours old. Uh-huh. And the mom was fine with it. Right. I mean, she was cautious. She kept, you know, kept, kept an eye out. But, I mean, I think any... Any animal that'll snuggle you or come over to you or let you... You know what I mean? There's going to be some sort of enjoyment, some Calming. sort of release. I, I, yeah, I, I love... Sure. Yes, cows are just... There's something so tranquil about them. But we have had stories where if you piss off a cow, it could rear its head around and knock you out. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, they've killed people before. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't hear that part of the story. We had a baby cow in the... Uh, a calf in the studio, remember? When yes. they brought the goats over. Yes, it was pretty they wild. A cow? Yeah, yeah. And she was huge. And I fed her a giant bottle. And it was a mess. It was everywhere. Like they're not, uh, <laughs> they're not clean animals. I guess you could say. But isn't there a farm, they Kathy, are. where you can take like twelve head of cattle home and raise them no, for so like a week? Could you? Have- <laughs> You have to take them back. You have yeah. to make sure your car is big enough to transport them back. They are cute. I do think cows are cute. You need to help me over here. Farms in the U.S. and in Switzerland have also adopt, adopted the uh, wellness fad, which, according to a 2007 study, uh, also benefits the cows. Uh, you can also pet smaller domestic animals for a similar effect if you don't live near a farm. They say that the what is borderline. TM, Transcendental Meditation, is sheep rimming. 
is just so sheep rimming. So shut up. Soothing. Oh, we have the picture of you feeding the uh, the calf here on these. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, cute animal, right? They are. Yeah, and she was like aggressive with that bottle. She mm-hmm. wanted the milk. Mm-hmm. Those are the halcyon days when we could have a cow in the studio. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, anyhow, if you How were... did Bill let us do that? <laughs> I don't think he we totally did. <laughs> of course we didn't did, ask him. Did I hear they have a cow in the studio? Um, so, if you want to look into that, some local farms might be offering up that particular uh, service. I'm not sure if they do or not, but maybe you can rent out a cow and cuddle with them. What about a, like a horse, if you've ever like, just gone alongside a horse and put your head on? Oh, the yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. There's something, they are soothing. It is very calming. There's a whole tr- there's a whole treatment um, environment um, where, where people, what do they call Equine therapy or whatever sure. it is? Sure. Yep. I yeah. just, it's going to sound weird. Here we go. I just like staring into a horse's eyes. <laughs> so you like playing oh staring God. contests with animals. I, there's just something about like so you blink I, first horse. <laughs> I I was riding my bike in Cape May on Saturday You're and just gonna keep looking at me. I actually took a picture of it. Jesus I, Christ! Uh, in I guess like North or West Cape May. There's I'm like figuring you're a low voltage battery kind of guy. <laughs> There's a, it's like a little farm areas and stuff like that. And there, right. I just rode past this house and there was a horse just sitting there in like the front yard. Yeah. And so I stopped, you know, took some pictures and I just was like staring at it. And like to me, like horses just have this like sixth sense about when them. you stare, though, sometimes when you stare at an animal, <laughs> it can be confrontational. Right. So like so, if you stare like at an owl or something. All right. Yeah. What was going through your mind, though? When, when you're staring at this horse, you, you're having this deep. Uh, realization that you love uh-huh. staring at it at a horse. What were you thinking? Is that horse? Were well, you trying to think. What is he thinking of me? A little bit of that because okay. so my I was with my cousin who um you know had taken care of horses in his younger days, and so he was telling me when as soon as we turn around on our bikes, he goes, "Oh, horse isn't like into us turning around because he said like he put his ears back or whatever." Right. And there's you know obviously I some... how big that penis is. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> there are some physical. Things that a horse can do to right. show you that he's not down with you, with your presence. Right. So I was just saying stuff to him, like, "Hey, you know, I just wanted him to know that I was a, a nice, gentle soul, that he didn't have anything Would to you fear." Do me a favor, and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. And I told you the last time I went uh, to visit my dad, and uh, his backyard backs up to this um, horse farm. It's called Calumet Farms. Uh-huh. They yeah. have several, in Lexington, it's it's sprawling, just massive, huge areas, and. These thoroughbreds came up, and there was like eight of them, and oh, they're it was gorgeous. Pretty, it was pretty special. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to yeah. there's something about that that, that yeah. bond. You can understand why. You know, I, I guess it's when you're younger. My my, my oh, niece yeah. got into it, and just it, she, her whole world revolved around them. Well, my, my cousin was uh, did uh, equine therapy, Steve, and she would treat kids with autism and kids on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And they it, can it was, they uh, can get across somehow severe like physical handicap. Yeah, it was really impressive to see the bond that was created between the horses and the kids. What turned out to be more problematic was grizzly therapy. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> Why did we do this? <laughs> They're eating the children. My friends have draft horses. You know okay. what that is? Like they're kind of like Clydesdales. I don't think they're as big, but they're they're bigger than normal horses. They're huge, yeah. and we were in their little area um, because we were taking some pictures with them, and uh, the two of them came running at full speed oh behind God. me, my friend. And I looked at her. I was like, 
what do we do? And right. she goes, just stay still. And one went on either side of us. And it was, I don't know what they were running to. I don't know where they were going. But like, yeah. I was like, I just, don't know what to do right now. Just let them have their way with you. <laughs> <laughs> don't refuse. Yeah, a draft horse would be like one that would pull a plow or something like They're that. Yeah, They're gigantic. They're yeah. gorgeous. Wow. All right, but anyhow, uh, hugging uh, cows is apparently a thing, and I would imagine, yes, horses or any large mammal like yeah. that. That is, you know, domesticated probably. Right, and, and probably good to know that it's on, like, As you, you know, can imagine. Just, just don't go up and start <laughs> hugging things in the wild. Right. <laughs> All right, let me see what else I got here for you. All right, uh, it does not matter what language you sing a lullaby in. It is still, it will still soothe your baby. Uh, Harvard University researchers found that infants relaxed when played lullabies that were unfamiliar and in a foreign language. I, I don't understand that language. Including French and Gaelic. Uh, the babies were... <laughs> Is that a lullaby? Oh, my God. Uh, the babies responded... Oh, my God. <laughs> the baby's not going to sleep, Adolf. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Try the down comes the rain and watch the spider. Down the... comes the rain and watch the thing to come back to the sea. <laughs> it's not working. Uh, the babies responded the same to all lullabies, not just the ones they knew or those in their native language. It's the tone, right? I mean, yeah. they, 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 clearly they yeah. don't understand the language. Did you guys, did you sing to your kids? Oh, yeah. I did not. I, I sang to my the, neighbor's I, I, kids and they <laughs> called the cops. Uh, Rochelle would sing lullabies to the kids. Did I you? just, I never really sang I lullabies. Like to yeah. me, it was, it, you know, especially when the kid would not go to sleep, you know, and it, you would just try anything. Um, so in order to calm yourself, it actually helped serve a purpose. Do you know anybody who did the thing with the, um, the microphone with the speaker on the, on the belly? Uh, oh, like while they were pregnant? Right, right. Where you can Mm-mm. get the child used, the baby used to the voice right. of the mother and all that stuff? No, I Man, there was an that. entire year where Ben would not go to sleep at all. It was probably two and a half to three and a half or something along those lines. And, and uh, we would just try everything. But what ended up happening was I put him in the car and drove for, you know. I hear that's hour, a big therapy. Yeah, there was actually, I think, like a Subaru commercial where they... Mm-hmm. The, the dad goes out in the middle of the night and drives the baby around until the baby falls asleep. Yeah. I did that a couple times. I absolutely would just, let's go get in the car, yep. drive around for a while. There's something very relaxing. And you would fall asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hit a tree. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I definitely did that uh, a couple of times, and it, it would work. Sometimes it didn't, it didn't work, you know, and they were just fussy Sometimes. for whatever it's reason. It's probably the humming of the car, the yeah, motion, yeah. The, the whole movement. deal. Yeah. Yep. My kids couldn't fall asleep in the car because it was too loud. Yeah, you, you, you had a you had a hot rod. <laughs> the findings suggest that it's the melody of the lullaby the babies enjoy, not the fam- familiarity of the words themselves. And yeah. this supports the theory that there is an evolutionary function of music as opposed to it just being a byproduct of language. So it's a little bit deeper than that. We always, we, we've posed this on the show a number of times. What is it about music that has yeah. a soothing aspect to it yeah you why know? do those tones why do those that manipulation of sound frequency right. in certain ways create a uh, a, a response a yeah. physical response mm-hmm. actually to that yeah. yeah it's it's pretty magical 
Uh, so anyhow, it doesn't matter what language you're singing in, but the lullaby is soothing to uh, children. All right, let me see what else you got. All right, we'll stay with uh, kids for a little bit. The pandemic is driving many businesses into the ground, but one brand that's seeing a surge in sales is uh, Barbie's. Barbie's? Yeah, Mattel announced a 29% increase for Barbie in the third quarter and figures the pandemic is at least part of the reason why. Uh, it seems that uh, parents are opting oh, yeah. to buy toys then uh, <laughs> that limit screen time more often as the pandemic continues. Sense. Yeah, and Elton John's getting a Barbie doll. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Barbie uh, John. I, I, man, listen. we had we had so many Barbies at one point. I remember. What'd you top at it? Would you say them, it was over forty? It was wow. ridiculous. And I eventually had to have my daughter. It was getting too voluminous, and I'm and she loved her Barbies. <laughs> I'm like, we got to go through some of these, and we need to we need to kill them. We got to get rid of some <laughs> of these. And I'm like, you know, let's pick out you know twenty five of your favorites. Oh, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and it was like, it was a big deal. And I'm like, I'll just sit, put the other ones away for a while. Did you do it? In the trash can. In the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they were all naked and twisted. Up. And, you okay. know, Like yeah. the dolls in Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at that exactly. point. Uh, you should have done a Viking funeral in the pool. Oh, my God. Have them out on a big, you know, funeral float. That would have been a great idea. And then shot arrows, flaming arrows. I, it was, you know, to see that phase of her life go away, the Barbie thing oh. was very sad. That, yeah, I was just going to say, that's not, you know, get rid of some of them, but when it goes away and they don't want to when you were a kid and i mean that you were connected like for me the gi joe stuff was like you know where i I got i gotta know where they are at all times jace is very upfront with me he's like i don't play with that anymore i'm like are are you sure you don't want to play with these anymore right no i'm like oh all right all right (laughs) nope i don't like that anymore what's with you in emotion (laughs) hard this is difficult. You're being cold on being too emotional, Joe. So 29% sale increase for Barbie. So they're way up. And, yeah, there's an Elton John Barbie uh, where he's all done up with the, you know, the big hair and the glasses and the, the crazy outfits and so on. So. What about the American Girl dolls? They're, they're... Boy, we went through that, too. Is, is, is that what Man, you... Man, is that expensive. Do you graduate from Barbie to that or does American Girl doll precede Yeah, where Barbie? does that come in the age? I don't remember. I blocked it out. I don't know. <laughs> they're bigger. They're bigger. And they're more expensive. It's, it's, and then they had clinics and doctors' offices and restaurants. Well, they're also the dolls themselves are younger. They're babies, yeah. right? So are they? yeah, well, they're younger than Barbie because I mean, yeah. Barbie's a, a, a young woman. adult. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're they're kids, and they give them names and backstories. They even have little book series and things like that. They've even made live action movies out of yeah. the characters yeah. and stuff like that. So it's a big enterprise, but. Yeah, we came and went through that, too, and spent a lot of money on that. It's incredible how they just burn up that stuff. I was with my daughter over the weekend. We went to the King of Prussia Mall. We were doing some shopping, and we walked by the Build-A-Bear shop. And I'm like, I I told her, I'm like, I used to avoid this store (laughs) like the plague when we were with you kids in the mall. Because any time we would go by, you'd want to build a bear and Rochelle would cave almost every time. Oh, let's go. I'm like, it's a 30-minute yeah, sidetrack thing that we're going to spend fifty dollars on for ones that we aren't. And I was a, a, a aren't you going to put a heart in it? it was yeah, a yeah. Aren't you going to have a little scroll message? And sometimes there were birthday parties. Don't you want yeah. in there? Don't you want a birthday hat? Oh, yeah, it's only you, an extra one hundred and eighty-eight dollars. What a waste of money! Mm-hmm. Where you, are you bear for only five million dollars? Would you want to have it back right now, though? 
Uh, that part maybe not. Okay. <laughs> not build a bear. You know what? Not maybe you just go build a bear by yourself. The other things, yeah. Okay. But I mean, we still have a few of them, but... Because um, they also don't know what they want. You sit there, like, <laughs> with the accessories, and then they're like, ooh, should it be a fireman bear, or should it be a... Ple- ooh, maybe it should be a Superman bear. I'm going to tell you right now, Superman it should be a Batman. fireman bear. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, you're leaving someone who's intrinsically indecisive to, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. Going back to the lullaby thing, I have. Uh, it says Butterscot. Uh, um, uh, that it's got to be Butterscotch. Are you there? And obviously, you can't be watching everyone's laptop. <laughs> What's this? There's an intern Ben thing. Oh, oh that's right. You sound yeah, like Ben. As you can imagine. As you can imagine. Yeah. All right, what's up, uh, Butterscotch? Yeah, my uh, my sister-in-law is Russian, and she always tells me these stories from her childhood of things her mother would tell her as she falls asleep, and they're awful. <laughs> I mean, just horrible. It usually involves, like, you know, some sort of woodland creature coming into your bedroom and harming you. Like, you better fall asleep or you'll die. <laughs> so that's what... It's really... Those—that's how it translates. You know, it's so Russian Russian literature and Russian folklore is is a lot of that stuff. But you, you'd be surprised if you look back on classic bedtime stories and nursery rhymes and just children's songs. We went through yeah. them a lot. A lot of them are really predicated on dark, horrible things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, like the, the, the grim, grim fairy tales. tales. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, as long as the melody is sweet, <laughs> they'll go to sleep. Thank yeah. you, Butterscotch. By the way, somebody was texting in. How about Kathy's creepy doll names? Uh, uh, Jutna, Keetna, Ketner, and Joiner. Uh, Jotna, Keetna. I were the, were the other two ones. Ketner and Joiner. Joiner, Kersey. It was Jotna and Morgan and, and Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely Jotna and Keetna, and there might my mom may have uh, texted me two others, so that person might actually know. Did you create those? Yeah, or? my okay. mom said I just named them. I remember it was horrifying. They were my baby dolls. I loved them, and some some kid in the neighborhood took them. Uh, I, I must have left them outside or at the park or something. And so we went back. I think I left them at the park. We went back to look for them, and some kid had ripped Jotna and Keaton's heads off. Aww. I know. Jesus. It's terrible. Wow. Brutal. All right. I got one more story from the junk drawer. That's all we have time for. So let me find something juicy. Uh, how about this? Research has shown that humans overemphasize the ending of an experience. When assessing its value, this is called the happy ending effect. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You guys know about that. The happy ending effect. I have, uh, yes, uh, we are familiar. Uh, Now, a new study shows that this effect can interfere with a person's ability to make good decisions. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lead study author Martin Vestergaard explains... When you're deciding where to go for dinner, for example, you think about where you've had a good meal in the past. But your memory of whether that meal was good isn't always reliable. Our brain values the final few moments of the experience more highly than the rest of it. If we can't control our inbuilt attraction to happy endings... Uh, then we can't. Oh, yeah. Then we can't trust our choices to serve our best interests. I'm not sure I believe that. I, there have been things that have ended less than wonderfully, but that I would say overall it was a, it was a good time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't. I don't. I don't say. Hey, that last second of the event determines how I perceive the entire event. You uh, know. The study authors say ultimately you should stop and think before making a decision and really analyze things to make sure that you're making a truly rational decision. 
So when does he get to the orgasm? I don't know. At yeah. some point, right? That's got to be part of the happy ending. Uh, but your memory of whether the meal was good isn't always reliable. Our brain values the final few moments of the experience more highly than the rest of it. Where does the happy ending phrase come from? Is that is that a Baskin Robbins thing, or there was is, there was an ice cream? There was a happy ending of, for for like Sundays or something like that. Check. Nick, Nick, if you could check yeah, the origins of of the application of happy ending to massage parlors, I think <laughs> I think it's a it's a what? well, that's what it's from. You get a happy ending at a at a at a Jack Shack. Yeah, right? no, yeah. I know that, but I mean, where's the ice cream thing coming? There was, from? I think, Maybe it's like I think a it was a riff, a ha- like yeah. So <laughs> Friendly's a happy ending Sunday. Okay, so I think uh, I oh wonder God. if I wonder if that predates. I had a lot of happy. <laughs> I had I used to go, Steve, several years in a yeah. row, would have my birthday with my grandfather right. at uh, the Friendlies on Germantown Pike, right by the mall, and I would get a happy ending with my grandfather all the time. Oh, what, <laughs> all right. Oh, that's adorable. All right, you and your grandfather. Stay still. Yeah, would get a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. Son, I'm going to give you something to tell your therapist in a few He'd years. You'd get a happy ending. I'd get a happy ending. It was a really nice bonding experience. But I believe, now I, I think this happy ending is where the riff of the happy ending at. <laughs> Massage parlors comes really? from. So, so you think it was first at Friendly's. And then they said, I want then, a happy ending. And then people started using that to insinuate that they want to get manually stimulated you, in their genitals at a massage. <laughs> Do you believe massage? that? I mean, I don't no, know. I don't remember I, this. I, I can't imagine okay. Friendly's adopting this. Hey, we need something to apply to our Sundays that you would also yeah. use at a Jack's Jack. Yeah, they had to have come up with it yeah. first. Well, I don't know. I mean, happy ending. Yeah. For, Originally started from fairy tales, you know that right. that's where that mm-hmm. comes right, from. Right. Yeah. So, all right, so really, it dates back to 1602. So, uh, right. the I earliest example of an that's expression, how far friendlies goes back. Yeah, yeah. the the original friendlies was in uh, England <laughs> in 1602. Uh, no, a, a good entry or beginning is not at all without uh, without it have a happy ending in the original French happy ending or heureuse issue. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it dates back to like the 16 and 1700s. All right, okay. So it's not it was it wasn't born of the uh, no. But maybe it got conflated between right. friendlies and a jack. I could see that. I They're wonder, very similar. A good I Sunday wonder, and a hand job. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I it's too late to open up the phones for this, but I wonder if how often <laughs> massage therapists who work at a legitimate spa that has nothing to do with yeah. you know jack shacks get if asked. they if they get, get asked. asked for a happy ending, even even in a joking way, which is kind of half joking, wink yeah. wink. No, 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 no. How much for a happy ending? Ha, 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 ha. I mean, yeah. really, how much for a happy ending? <laughs> oh, I bet you that happens. It's got to happen all the time. It's all got time. to. It's like in the in the uh, Hubie Halloween. The uh, his his mother wears his shirt. She doesn't understand the double entendres on the oh, shirt. Yes. That's a funny a funny part of it. Yep, yep. All right. Anyhow, that's all I have time. Maybe we'll open that up for uh, massage therapists another time. But we do have to take a break. That's all I have in my junk drawer. Uh, We do have to take a break and come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories are awaiting you. Make sure that you stay with us. And uh, we have new Word of the Week prize. You haven't heard about it. I'll bring up, excuse me, speed. I burped. When we get back, we'll return shortly. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com 
and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive-through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacore and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Cinch Propane Home Delivery, TRG Mid-Atlantic, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, let's see what we got here. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre Final. All right, we'll start with our first story. Shinedown beat Pink Floyd in the Rocktober <laughs> Madness. <laughs> yeah. And that's all there is to that first story. All right, moving on to the second story. Uh, police pulled over a man near Ontario for speeding, but when officers checked his license, they found that the infraction was not his first nor worst offense. A 60-year-old Timothy Fraser of Toronto had been previously issued eight separate lifetime driving bans. Eight lifetime driving yes, bans. That is correct. Here's someone who's not paying attention. Constable Shannon Gordaner said this is the first time I've seen someone with eight. There is a reason that he's been with that he's been that many prohibitions and therefore it needs to be taken seriously, she said. Fraser now faces charges of operating a vehicle while prohibited, driving under suspension, speeding, use of plate not authorized for vehicle, and operating a vehicle without insurance. But everyone knows that in Canada, they really take the ninth lifetime ban seriously. The tweet sparked many replies asking why the man wasn't simply jailed after having so many violations. What is the point of issuing these violations when the enforcement solution is to just hand out tickets? Uh, Fraser isn't due to appear in court until December. It's like people that you hear have like, you know, 15 DUIs right. How? and so on. I don't know. A Michigan man said he made a mistake while buying his lottery ticket that turned a $1 million jackpot into a $2 million payday. Samir Mazahim told the Michigan lottery officials that he accidentally bought two identical tickets for the June 9th Mega Millions drawing using the lottery's website. How does that happen? Well, he said, I forgot to save the numbers as favorites in the app, so I went back in and set them up as favorites so I could easily play them in the future. And he said that that repeating process had an unforeseen side effect. He said, what I didn't realize is it meant that I would be buying a second ticket with the same numbers. And once I figured out I had bought two tickets with identical numbers, I was a little bummed out, you know, because I didn't think much about it. He thought he was wasting his money. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, the mistake proved fortunate, however, when he matched the five white balls drawn, one, five, nine, ten, and 23, earning each ticket a $1 million prize. Wow. So I guess he didn't have the, you know, the Powerball ticket in there as well, which would have won him, I guess, the whole thing, or it's a mega million. So, uh, but anyhow, he said, I recently logged into the app to check out, uh, some tickets that I had bought, and that's when I saw that I had two $1 million prizes pending. I couldn't believe it was real. Hey, how I won $2 million? It took several days for the reality to set in that my mistake had paid off to the tune of $2 million. You know, my mistake would have me owing $2 million. Yeah. Uh, the winner said he plans to buy a new home with his winnings and put the rest into savings. Mm. A virtual Facebook post. Now, here's another lottery thing, which kind of confused me a little bit here, but a virtual, a viral, I'm sorry, a viral Facebook post about an incident involving lottery tickets stuck under a car tire, tire outside a Lehigh Valley County, uh, a Lehigh County store has been confirmed by police. Police said that they were investigating a single incident 
A woman reporting finding lottery tickets underneath her car tires in the parking lot of the Fogelsville Rite Aid. When the woman bent over to look at the tickets, she believed she saw a man walking quickly toward her, so she got into her vehicle and drove away. On Friday, police say that they were able to confirm the incident as well as a second similar incident in the same parking lot. So I assume what they think is that this man was putting these lottery, wedging these lottery tickets under a tire so someone would bend over. So that he could jump them. I guess so. All right. What? That's that's all I can make out to this. Uh, in the sec- Both incidents were during the day. Uh, both involved women drivers. No one was attacked or assaulted. In the second incident, police said that the woman saw lottery tickets near her car but did not see anyone walking toward her. Police said they plan to increase patrols in commercial parking lots in the area. And the department's crime division has begun investigating, which is kind of weird. I've never heard of that. The work of the lottery ticket bandit. It sounds like it. How about this? A fight at a liquor store in Pontiac late Thursday night ended with a man shooting another man to death and then paying for his items before leaving. Listen, I feel awful bad about murdering him. <laughs> I'd like to cover his bill. Uh, the incident took place about 1045 p.m. at the Huron Liquor Store. Deputies arrived after the shooting and found a 34-year-old man lying in an aisle. He had been shot twice, once in his chest and once in his pelvis area. Police say surveillance footage shows a suspect, a 26-year-old man, paying for his items when the victim came in and started punching him. Mm -hmm. The fight went off camera, and then the other customers can be seen fleeing from the store. The suspect paid for his items and left. Police were still on the scene when the suspect's mother called. Uh, about a mile north of the store, she said her son was the one involved in the fight and that he shot a man who had attacked him. Police arrived and recovered the gun and arrested the suspect. Police will now present the case to the prosecutor's office. So I don't know if this guy was simply defending, defending himself, himself or not. It but sort he, of sounds that way, doesn't it? But he paid up and left. Yeah. Generally, you want to stick around right. if you shot and killed somebody. Is so. that That's kind of the rule, right? Standard rule. If you yeah. murder someone in self-defense, stay around. All right, and then one last story. In Tennessee, a severed finger pointed deputies Ooh. in a suspect Thursday during an investigation into a recent theft. Not a finger! The sheriff's office responded to a report of a stolen log splitter at a property where oh, the boy. severed finger was found along with a cell Not phone, a tools, and other items. So I guess I'm assuming he cut him on the log splitter? It, it sounds that way. Detectives found that Hugh Sieber had been dropped off at Methodist Medical Center with a missing finger. I can't find one of my finger. The 50-year-old was then transported to another uh, treatment center for, uh, obviously, treatment. Uh, Detective Sean Flynn met him there, taking the severed finger with him. Sieber was later charged with felony theft of property. I never did find out if they were able to reattach the finger or not. If you were to lose a finger... On your, I, I assume everyone would opt for the pinky, right? I would, obviously, yeah. Right, right. I would opt for the pinky finger. If you're given a choice. And in life, we're often given choices about which fingers finger we want. Finger to lose. Yeah. I don't have a favorite finger, but I think the pinky would probably be the, one, be the most expendable. I mean, strength-wise, you got, yeah. You yeah. ever find yourself, at, uh, for no reason or another... Uh, whether you may be drinking something or picking something up, raising your pinky finger. Yes, when I do, when I when I'm having tea, I'll do that. You as, will as, do that yeah, just yeah. as a joke, as a joke, yeah, though. But yeah. I mean, not as a joke. No, no, yeah, I always I'm do like, it. With, I can't mm-hmm. believe I'm raising my pinky. This is very right good, now. and I'll raise mm-hmm. both my pinky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment or two. Stay close because we will not be going long, my friend. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. 
If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to schedule a free one-on-one virtual appointment with the real expert jeweler. Real diamonds, real people, real jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, I meant to read this uh, email uh, it was sent. Actually, it was a it was a screenshot of a social media post. It was either on Twitter or Instagram. I'm not sure one, but it was from Danielle Carey. I think is how you say your last name. And she had uh, got the eggs to hatch the chicks, and she posted, "We wanted to introduce you guys to Gene Simmons. Oh, he was one of the last to hatch." But he is a tough bastard that takes no guff from anyone. It's about right. And will start a kerfuffle if need be. So they named one of their chickens Gene Simmons. I want to thank you for taking good care of me (laughs) and making sure that I spent the proper amount of time in the incubator. Uh, It's going to be very sad on the day after returning to the farm, but I understand the, the obligations that one must endure. When they enter into this program, I guess they um, sent cluck cluck. I, I guess they sent uh, Gene to the farm. So, yeah, that's uh, one of the best parts is naming the eggs. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's got to be it. You can name it whatever you want. Yep. Is it still going on, or is it, it's over? Yeah. Is it over? So really? I no, I, I found out they do it year round. Um, oh, it's yeah. just you know I put the chicks in the garage. There was a heat lamp. They were warm enough. Um, I don't think I could have handled them inside my house. They smell. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe how you, dare you? It depends on how you, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind having the smell. But listen, inside. a ton of people do it inside of their house. It's, okay. That's not, you know. Yeah, we your... did ours inside the house. Yeah. yeah. We just had a little area set up uh, in our like dining room area. You you did the we dogs. had ducks. So. Yeah, and the yeah. dogs ate a few, and then you returned. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dogs did. Uh, they were very curious, but uh, we didn't let them get anywhere near them. Yeah. My uh, friends uh, Robin and Dave just got some ducks as well, so they're still in the eggs. Can you go get some cow eggs? Is that possible? Because we were talking about think... cattle earlier. They don't do that, but they do uh, rabbits, and you yeah. Yeah. Actually, you foster the the mother and then uh, the babies. It's a longer period of time. It's three weeks, and then you return. It's adorable, but they, yeah. they, they're they're a little bit more of a handful, right? Yes, I mean, yeah, it's a okay. little bit more of a commitment. Hands on, yeah. Well, Gene Simmons is now in the world in Goodbye, uh, chicken form. He's on his way to the farm. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, there is some research that has come out for the most. Uh, the fear that has been most Googled this year. This has been a year of fear. fear. Uh, When I think that you've had uh, the... You know, I, I've often said at the end of this whole thing of 2020, I think we're going to have the... Explosion in clinical agoraphobia, where mm. people are just don't want to ever leave their homes. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll be curious to see what made this list. Well, and they've also got it broken down per state, which is kind of interesting. Too. Okay, so the, uh, overall, this year's top fear that people search for online: twenty-two uh, percent of all fears nationwide. By the way, in twenty twenty, is uh, anthropophobia, which is the fear of people. There we go. And so what is agoraphobia? Is the fear of crowds, correct? I think yeah. it's the fear of going outside. Of leaving. Going outside, leaving. Okay. Yeah. yeah of, oh. So you want to stay in your home. Then there's angoraphobia, which is the fear of sweaters, right? I, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was five times as much uh, as it was searched for in 2019. So five times as many people, I assume, had searched for, uh, you know, the fear of people and what that means. Wow. But anthropophobia is that. Probably my first real serious girlfriend, her her mother had, I guess, either a version of that or 
but she had always been a very gregarious person. And then when her own mother died, she could not leave the house. Like she could, couldn't be around people. You know, the family was fine, yeah. but going out to events was just, and I, I, I my heart used to break for it. And she was yeah. try, trying to reintegrate back into society, not even being able to go like to the supermarket or something like that. It was just too much. Here's the definition. Nick pulled up the definition of uh, agoraphobia. It is uh, characterized by symptoms of anxiety in situations where the person perceives their environment to be unsafe with no easy way to escape. These okay. situations can include open spaces, public transit, shopping centers, or simply being outside their home. Okay, yeah. then what is algorophobia? Algorophobia I is... I prefer not to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the fear of long conversations that seem to drag on with no ending or point. Uh, so, by the way, it says those affected with agoraphobia will uh, go to great lengths to avoid these situations. In severe cases, people may become completely unable to leave their homes. So it's not necessarily people. It's just being outside of your home environment. You right. feel unsafe. Right. So yeah, that's that it was. It was, it was sad to see her have to have to have to deal with that. Yeah, and then of course I broke up with her daughter, and I I, I don't care. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I often think about her and how she's doing. So let me break down some of these by state. New York's most searched fear was philophobia. Philophobia. Yes, this is a fear of phyllo dough. And, and who isn't? Yeah. No, I love phyllo dough. Uh, the fear of falling in love or intimacy. Well, that would be sort of tangential to the first one, right? Your your fear of of people in a way. Um, I don't know. Fear of commitment. Well, maybe it's... that is it. Maybe maybe a relationship with people. That's sort of combining two words into like. Could, could you have a phobia phobia? You know, or a philo philo? Uh, it's like two of, great of... tastes together. Yeah. Well, something philia. Is the love the excessive love of something? So you're taking a clinical definition and, and then applying it to the front of another clinical definition. So it's a fear of clinical definitions. Oh, well, philophobia is. <laughs> I hate clinical definitions. <laughs> I wonder what the fear of falling in love is. I wonder if ultimately it is the fear of losing said love. Okay, what scares you about it? Mm-hmm. About falling in love? Maybe there are some people who or the cash outlay. Who don't want to get involved because of the? They already perceive it ending badly, right? Like the you fear know? of a broken heart. We've yeah. all had broken hearts, right? We have all had broken hearts. But as Ernest Hemingway once observed, all true stories end in death. All romances end at some point, mm-hmm. whether it be with by death or you're discovered by the husband. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm not- Talking from personal experience, I'm just saying. Uh, so, let's see. In Florida, the most searched fear was germophobia, which we all know what that is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, those in California were most frightened about having no cell phone or nomophobia. Fear of nomophobia is the fear of not having a cell phone? Yeah, no, mm. or nomophobia, N-O-M-O-phobia. Is that an aspect of nomophobia or is that the full phobia? Don't know. Nomo, N-O-M-O, phobia. No mobile phobia. I think it's a, oh. a newer development of a word. Interesting. Okay. All right. Then you have those in New Jersey were most afraid of the dark. <laughs> like adults in Jersey are researching. Yeah. Can yeah, you see? Fear of the dark. Fear of the dark. I don't know what fear of the dark is, um, uh, the clinical name. Darkophobia? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it is. Scrotophobia or ligophobia? Okay. Then scrotophobia. Scrotophobia. Yes. Fear of scrotums. I have yeah. that. 
Yeah, stinky, <laughs> stinky one. Stinky cheese-covered scrotums. Fomunda cheese-covered scrotums. Fomundophobia. Yeah. Fomundophobia. Stinky scrotophobia. Those in Massachusetts were most, most afraid of failure. Huh. Those in Indiana were afraid of being alone. I'm so alone. For the opposite of philophobia. What is your, if you had, if you had, now, phobia, l- let me ask you a question about phobias. Yeah. Does that mean, because we all fear one thing or another. Yes. We're all afraid of something, or we wouldn't be human beings. But is a phobia, I is, think, it, is it more than just lightly being afraid? Is it being obsessively afraid of something? You know I, what I mean? I, I think it of it as an, un, or as, a, as an unwarranted fear, like to some level. Like you don't need to really be afraid of that. You don't need to be afraid, to be of, afraid that. of that. Uh, well, I don't know. In other words, listen, we're all going to die. We can all get sick. We all have these things that can happen. But there, you put things in context and you, you accept certain... I think it's the inability to put those things in context yeah. that leads to the fear in the first place. Okay. It's, it's the anxiety and the depression that right. are associated with these phobias that allow you to not think in a logical manner. And, and so they lead to the fears being crippling. Because the biggest fear of mine would be my fear of dying, of yes. not being here anymore. Right. Uh, but I know, I don't pinpoint that as a phobia i more think of things like you know like spiders or, or something okay like that, you know or you're afraid that you'll get killed by a spider oh i didn't think about yeah, that no, so you have i can understand this it's not i wouldn't even call that a phobia that's just a a phobia to me has is, is a little bit more invasive into aspects of your life yeah. like you wouldn't go down into your basement because there's spiders down there right yeah. right yeah no but the bigger fear is is of dying but i don't I don't put that into phobia anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the a, fear of not being able to frame your conversation? By the way, <laughs> by the way, Pennsylvania's most searched fear was flying. Hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania's fear. So there is an, yeah. there's an actual phobia that that what is the term for fear of flying? I don't know. Nick, I'll have to look those up one at a time as we go through these because I don't know which what the actual classification of that is. So how, who, how, are they, how are they arriving at this? How are they collecting most this data? Most searched. Most searched, okay. Yeah, so most searched Interesting. on Google. So huh. Aviophobia or aerophobia. I've never been afraid of flying. My um, girlfriend is terrified of flying. No, is she really? Oh, she, she, she was so good on the... Uh, yeah, guess what? On the trip. Uh, London? She was Man, medicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we actually had this conversation with some friends on Friday night and uh, another friend that had to deal with the exact same thing. And it's just, uh, it's crippling. And uh, she's overcome it. You know, she can get on a plane. Yeah. But um, so I guess for her, maybe it's not as bad as for some for some other people. But for her, she cannot really get on a plane without a little bit of assistance. Yeah, my stepmother will not. Yeah. Uh, will, not my stepmother. My, uh, my mother-in-law will not fly. Just won't do it. Yeah, that's why they drive here all the that's time. That's why right? they drive here all the time. Yeah, they will not fly. The only time that I know that she has flown was when her son got married in uh, Colombia in South America. So she flew down for that. What did they do for that? I don't know. I never did find out how that flight went, but she just will not do just it. Just knocked her out, it's stuck not... her in a cage, and you know, they just sucker punched her. <laughs> but it's in in their yeah. in her mind and her loved ones. It's just not worth it. Yeah, you know, it's you can still get there, but it's it's yeah. a pain in the wow. ass. But you know, it's crippling. My mom fly. hates flying as well, and she will she will go if she has to. Um, but I mean, I think the last time she flew was. Five years ago or so. I assume the fear is it'll crash. I uh, think so. But yeah. she, I mean, and, and if I ever think in that direction of, wow, we are really high up and it wouldn't take much and we're all going to die if this thing goes down. But I, but I think about the statistics of it all. 
and the fact that see you're putting you're able to get in context. Your, yeah, getting yeah. in your car is far more dangerous. Oh, and, than and, and by the way, if you're going to go out, go out big. Like I, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> flying. I've always said I'd hate to die choking on a French fry. I want if I'm going to go, let me go let down. The plane go down. Yeah, let's let's in a ball of flame. Well, we've had that conversation yeah. with her, but she just, I mean, like her palms sweat. She start she starts praying. She prays right. every time right. during takeoff and landing. That's the worst part for her. Once she gets yeah. up in the air, she's okay. But I mean, like. But oh, it's, it's like say anything. She can't yeah. look. She's got to close her eyes. She's got to close the window. Like she's not good on a. See, plane. I love looking out the window, but I do say a prayer every time. Like uh, we're on the tarmac. Oh, she ready, blesses ready the plane when she walks on too. Okay, She'll put her out. hand on the plane and, and yeah. <laughs> oh <right>. Jesus! Yes. <laughs> so, may my this fi- may this conveyance take us to a desired location. <laughs> My wife has... If I saw that, if I was the next yeah. person in line, I'd turn around and get off. <laughs> We're in a crash. We're all going to die! Yes. Uh, my wife has uh, astrophobia, and that... Fear I of the dog from the Jetsons? <laughs> that is astrophobia. Oh, There's astrophobia. Um, and it's, I, I believe it's like lightning, thunder, and lightning storms. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Dude, like, she is controlled by, like, seven different weather apps. When she's on the beach... She has them going at all times, and if she sees anything coming, she's like, I'm out. Is she, is she fascinated <laughs> by meteorology in general? Is she like a weather watcher and chaser? And Not because she's fascinated by it, but okay. she just doesn't want to be caught outside gotcha. in a uh, thunderstorm. But you're sort of afraid of, of lightning. I don't like it. Yeah. I wish I did. I, love I, it. I, I like watching stuff in the in the distance. Yeah. I wish I was the guy, the kind of guy who could sit on his front porch and watch a, a lightning storm go by. I'm just not. And whittle a duck call. Uh, <laughs> Kathy, yours would definitely be needles. Needle. You have a fear of needles. How's that gotten? Because you couldn't get Botox because the uh, it was terrifying. Yeah, I, I guess it's needles. It's yeah, I guess it is. Or yeah. shady doctors. No, you know what it is. It's the thought of. Of the yeah, the thought of the needle like piercing the skin, uh-huh. and and when I had to see it one time when Jace was getting stitches, I I actually accidentally looked and I uh. could see the skin being pulled by the needle. Yeah, and I don't I didn't pass out right away, <gasps> but it, I think it just goes over in my mind, and I do you know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. about it and I picture it, and I passed out, and then I had to get a shot one time in my foot, and I was okay. I mean, of course, I, I wasn't looking forward yeah. to it, but I, I didn't see anything. I, you know, closed my eyes. But I, afterwards, five minutes afterwards was when I passed out. So I think I just go back and, like, relive it and think about it. And then that's what takes can you me watch? Out. Can you watch gory movies? Can you watch a movie where, like, in a horror movie, someone gets stuck with something or no, stabbed? No, or any, okay. no, okay. no, 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 no. Right, uh-uh. right, right, or, like, about... open wounds and all that. No, right, I can't, you can't do that. I okay. can't do it. Yeah. What about other fears? Anybody? I mean, you know, I don't like sharks. I don't like lightning. Okay. Yeah, you don't like getting into the water in the ocean because yeah, you got a fear. So you doing like stand up paddleboard uh, this summer. And... You think of like getting bumped. Yeah, well, <laughs> so no, but like I fell off and I immediately jumped back onto the paddle paddleboard. And don't tell me there aren't sharks in the bay because I caught <laughs> sharks in the bay. I caught a few of them, so I know that there's sharks out there. You know, they're they're dogfish. Well, right. dogfish are sharks. So. Okay. Shut up. I, I think all the standard things, like, and I'll fluctuate in and out of things. Like, yeah. sometimes I, I, I've i been more, oh, I don't care about that. And then yeah. other times you, you uh, listen, if I'm treading water in deep water, you know, but I mean, who wouldn't be a little hard, scared if something bumped you or you felt that? Or, yeah. You know what I don't like, Preston, when you're, and you know this, when you're, if you've ever been water skiing and you're you're floating 
and your legs go down and hit a, hit cold water. It's mm-hmm. like it's like it feels like the abyss, the abyss below you. I occasionally get scared of heights, and I don't know why. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. But I love being up. Like when we did the the tour of the Four Seasons, whenever that was, I guess it was this year. That was so cool. I loved being able to look out over the city. But I think if I went out on the roof of that building of the new Comcast building. That's when I get woozy. That's when I feel like, you? I, 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 you know, the fear of falling off starts to creep into my brain. Do you have that bizarre? I get this bizarre thing about, and I, I know I wouldn't, but it's like, if I were to jump, if I were to jump, oh, yeah, totally, yeah, if I were yeah, to yes. jump. Yeah. Oh, I could throw myself off right here. Right, right. What would that be like? What would that be like? I mean, what? And, and you can. Yeah. It's Wait, a bizarre. And then, I, and then I think, oh, my God, am I suicidal? Yes. Why am I thinking this? Why, why right. does that run through your head? Yeah. Well, can I ask you guys a question? Do you guys ever have that thought when you're driving down, like, a long uh, road? Like, what if I drive, instance, drive my like, car three, off a building? Well, no, but, like, 347 uh, down in, like, you know, the Pine Barrens, sometimes I, I just get this feeling, like, like I get afraid that my uh, unconscious, subconscious body is going to take over and, and and jerk me. the wheel. And jerk the wheel. I'm, Did you ever right, see Annie so I'm Hall? not the only one? No. Did you ever okay. see Annie? In Annie Hall, there's a scene where Christopher Walken, Woody Allen goes in, Christopher Walken's Annie Hall's uncle. Uh, no, brother. And he goes in, can, can I talk to you for a second? And he comes and sits down. And sometimes when I'm driving at night, I have in my mind the image of jerking the wheel and driving into oncoming <laughs> traffic. I anticipate the explosion and the blood mixing with the gas. And, and Woody Allen goes, <clears throat> okay, I'm. I'm due back on Earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I have that sensation sometimes, okay. too. That Or just the, the thought of, you know, it would be so easy just to do this, and it, it would just be... Lights that, out. That light, life would be over. And mm-hmm. it sort of frightens you, doesn't it? it uh, but yes. It, it, so like that, said, that, it, that it could happen that easy. That it could happen that quickly, and mm-hmm. I think... You wouldn't do it, but I think it's, right. a, it's a thought that runs through your mind. Yes, and the fact that that thought runs through your mind... Can scare you. Scare you. Yes. Yeah. And then you get this like in- endless feedback loop. Right. Right. Can happen. So, case I think that's pretty. I think that's kind of human condition ish. You know, <sighs> if you will, you're okay. <sighs> what was okay. that about a knish? Knish. Oh. <laughs> can we get some knishes in here, please? Fear of knishes. There's a term for this. It's called call of the void. So uh, I don't know if Casey it applies to the draw uh, to the driving, but it does apply to the thinking about jumping. Yeah. And you don't want to do it. But you're thinking about doing it. Call anyway. of the void. Call I of like the void. So Nick, where I, would, where I first realized I was thinking that way was at the top of a Ferris wheel. You had a very high Ferris wheel where you're in the open, like a you know, like a, at a carnival. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could. <laughs> in, in a second, what yeah. would, would the thrill, you know, and, and you start to run through your mind, and then it's, it, it's just a bizarre thing. You're feeling this in a completely non-suicidal way. There's no definite conclusion or ex- explanation for it, but it's a feeling common enough that studies have been dedicated to it. Interesting. I watched Midsommar. I don't want to jump off anything anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a seat. Yeah, watch Midsommar. Uh, let me go to a couple of calls. People want to <laughs> confess their fears. I will go to Mary Ann. Hey, Mary Ann. Hey. Hey, what's up, Mary Ann? Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. I have a fear of Christmas. And it's, I actually looked it up. It is a thing. A fear of <laughs> really? Christmas that, that I've never heard of before. There is kind of yeah. like a fear of holidays, but I think there's a specific one just for Christmas. I've heard of this. Uh, you know, Charlie Brown had it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, what specifically about Christmas scares you? Uh, well, it's kind of tragic, and I'm not going to tell you my, my tragic story, yeah. but okay. it's primarily that it's the time of year when everybody's happy and you're not, you're uh-huh. inside, and the music, the sappy music, and every time you hear it, I've been in a food store doing my food shopping and had to leave the cart 
with almost all my food shopping done and go out of the Aww. store. Because oh, my goodness. Wow. So, wow. so, so Marion, you... music. Without going into detail, but you, you had a, a tragic thing take place? Yeah, a death. A okay. death. And okay. that person's not there. And there's nothing like Christmas and the music yeah. that reminds you of the memories of when they were. Sure. Sure. And it starts in October. As soon as the summer's over, it's like creeping. It's like a, no. a horror movie, like the dark is creeping closer and closer. Yeah, 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 I hear yeah. you. Take two Hallmark movies and call me in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. There's, you're, you're not alone. There are a lot of people who find that that sort of um, oh, yeah. the phobia. And, and for, for multiple reasons, sometimes it's associated with tragedy, and other times it's just... You know, of, of of you don't have a lot of people in your that, multiple reasons. Or I yeah. wonder if it's if there are any people who fear it for the more simple fact of just uh, how um, hustle and bustle and overwhelming it becomes yeah, that time of year. Fruitcake. Yeah. I don't think that's not at the root of the fear of it. That's annoying. Okay. okay. You know, All right. Here we go again. I got to spend a lot of money and go shopping and fight crowds. And- I'm with you, Maryam. We could be arm in arm. But the fear that. <laughs> That caused you to leave your entire shopping cart. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's overwhelming. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, sorry yeah. to hear that. Interesting, Marianne. Thanks for the call. Sure. Bye-bye. It's called uh, Christo-Eugenaticophobia. Wow, that's a big one. Uh, fear of Christmas, a branch of uh, herotophobia, which is fear of the holidays. Uh, usually begins during early childhood, like from bad events associated with Christmas. Many of the Christmas rituals can trigger fears like Santa Claus, opening gifts, snow, fire in the hearths, and parties, all of which may lead to uh, this particular phobia. Preston, we were talking about the trailer for the Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Fat man? Fat, uh, honestly, it, it, it looks, looks great. So, it yeah. looks so good. Oh, my God. And it's... <laughs> So a kid is a bad kid, gets a piece of coal for Christmas, and, and he has, I guess, the financial He's ability rich. to hire Hitman to go after Santa. It's played great. by Mel Gibson, and their line's like, you'd think you're the first one who's ever come yeah. after there's a guy, the, the, the Hitman's like, I'm coming for you, fat man. And he's across the field, he goes... You think you're the first? <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's just hardened, grizzled, not taking any crap from anybody, Santa Claus. I can't wait for this movie. I, I, I know. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Let me go to some other ones. Now, this one we've heard of before. This is uh, Bernie. Hey, Bernie. Good morning. Morning. How what, you doing? Good. What's up, Bern? Hey. I was just listening to you guys talk, and I hit the button to call like three times. I was like, nah, this is stupid. And then I just thought I had to call in. So fear of holes. It's called trypophobia. We've talked about this you, actually a number of times. You share this with all of Washington, D.C. <laughs> because Washington, D.C.'s fear, overall most searched fear, is fear of holes. So when you see a picture, um, so we talked about this. If you see a picture that has lots of little holes in it. or Yes. That, yeah. So yes. it's not like a hole in the ground. That's not going to scare no. me. But like... Oh, the little. If someone oh, like yeah. aerates the lawn and there's like a series oh, yeah, of yeah. little holes, I can't, I can't handle. What's, like even right now, talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. What's like, that plant that has the uh, the yeah. seed pods yeah. in it? And, and people, they well, can't I didn't like it. it because they they sort of uh, they mesh these two pictures together. It's and the it lotus looked, plant, yeah, over a nipple, over, over a nipple, I, and that actually haunted my 
thoughts for weeks. Bernie, yeah. so I kind of had this. I'm I'm over it. But as a kid, that that lotus plant thing scared me. We had an arrangement in my house that had that. And yeah, for oh, some yeah, reason yeah. it would scare me. So yeah. my yeah, my my odd fear, and, and tell me if if this matches with you, Bernie, is that. Like larvae or or yes. or, oh, or bugs yes. would yes. come out of those holes. It's because I can't see what's inside, and mm. something intelligent made those holes in my mind. Mm. <laughs> right. So there, I just watched a movie over the weekend called Love and Monsters, and there's he, the guy falls into a, a pit, and there's a whole bunch of holes like this in this pit, and you, and things are moving in them. Yeah, and he I knows. Would die. Right, you would die. I would die. <laughs> yeah. And that, so that's, no, that, that is a very common fear. It also, when we see holes on the surface of things we're not used to seeing holes on, Kathy, going back to open wounds and things of that nature, yeah. it's very disorienting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's worse is if you try to research it to, like, help yourself. It just comes up with lots of pictures that trigger you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're totally effed. Yeah, I call yeah, that yeah. counterproductive. Yeah. Right, right. It's really bad. Yeah. Wow. Really bad. yeah. All right. Thank you, Bernie. Appreciate All right, it. Thanks, guys. All Bye. Right. Yep. So, if you remember the Flash Gordon movie, uh, I do. And when he had to stick oh, yeah. his hand into that dark hole, I, I, it was, I he was uh, up against Timothy Dalton. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was like a log. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, a log of holes. It was called. I couldn't stick, and I probably still can't put my hand in. Could you like, do your penis? I could probably. Yeah. Do my penis like no, that. but anything <laughs> like that. There was a game that used to be. Um, the whole game was was that you would stick your hand into. Now you would have to. It wasn't like there was going to be a King Cobra in there, but there was, you'd have to stick your hand in and touch, and there were all mm-hmm. these different textures. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's freaky for people. Uh, Stephanie's been on hold for a while. Hi, Stephanie. Good morning. Hi. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Oh, no, it's all good. All right. So your son has a fear you wanted to tell us about. He does. Now, my son has autism, but a part of that, part of his autism affects new and interesting things. And what I'm talking about is new food. He has a fear of new food because he doesn't like the textures. He's safe with what he likes to eat. He's af- afraid to start something new, like a new kind of food. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much has pancakes every morning for breakfast and pretty much has Kraft mac and cheese every single night for dinner. So okay. those are the two. Now, and, and those are so maybe five or six foods that he eats with any frequency? He yeah, that's pretty much what he has every single day. Wow. Um, he uh, has a couple of little snacks. He'll have like a cheese sandwich. Um, he has yogurt for like his protein. Okay. Uh, but pretty much Lay's potato chips. Um, it's all good stuff, by the way. <laughs> Did you say how old he is? He is seven. Okay. And this has been an issue since he was two or three. Yeah, just uh, listen, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know this at all, but the the quick research says that a lot of kids outgrow this at some point, that it's common among uh, toddlers and young children. It's called food neophobia, and they can grow out of it and often do. Yes, um, that's what we always were told by everyone. Um, And then his um, uh, physician told us that, you know, he probably has to have some kind of therapy done over at CHOP to have it but he does eventually take one bite of something like he just had to cheese it and my husband and i were so happy the other day Aww. he had to cheese it little victory there you go that's great well good for you you know yeah. hanging in there yep it'll probably be slow but yeah. maybe he'll he'll find some other things to, to i know stretch out i mean to. i'm at this point we're just like let's have like a slice of pizza let's have some ice cream you know normal things that kids eat 
and he doesn't eat it. So it's it's hard. But yeah. yeah. He's happy with what he likes. To you know what, though? Yeah, yeah. At least he's eating. That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let me see here. There's a number of calls coming up here. I'll go to, uh, like, Jen. Jen has a crippling fear, it says here. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Jen? Not much. <laughs> All right. So your crippling fear, what is it? Snakes. Absolutely snakes. Absolutely terrified of you hate snakes. snakes. Hate them. So how, so how bad? So, in other words... If one is on television, do you? F- <laughs> okay, and if you were to be anywhere near, like an outdoor fair or something, where someone had a snake, how, when I you say run cr- in the other direction, okay, and almost instantly tear up. Like we have an outside cat, and he'll bring snakes up from the creek, and I run around the other side of the house. Like he'll leave <laughs> them by the car, and I just I can't handle them. Okay, oh. that's well, fairly well, common. Yeah. Don't even go into the reptile hall at the zoo. Like, yeah, don't go into the reptile hall at the no. zoo if you're ever. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah right. if you have a fear yeah. of snakes. Yeah. All right, thanks, Jen. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a pretty common one. Yeah, snakes, spiders, creepy things like all, that, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, let me see here. Oh, God. <laughs> this one just came up. Megan F. It says here. Hi, Megan. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Megan. So you have an interesting uh, phobia. Yeah, I don't know. I've gone camping a few times, like in Vermont, mm-hmm. and just realized that toilets that don't have a seeable bottom. Oh, I don't like those. Do <laughs> so, so like, uh, the, yeah, a lot of times the, there's just a, a deep hole mm-hmm. dug, and that's it, and that freaks you out. I'll hold it. I'll wait to go to a bathroom. So we in a restaurant or something. Megan, is the fear of obviously falling into that hole? I think it's of like somebody like reaching out or pulling. Oh, oh. like the yeah. devil. Okay. okay, okay, that's that's pretty much that's worse. Than Hell toilet. Uh, them falling in, somebody yeah. reaching up and grabbing you and pulling you in. Yep. You know okay. your mind. You know we Thanks. talked about the notion when you're a kid. And you're like you know you look into a like a a dark closet or down a dark hallway. <laughs> how your mind starts to fill in images. Yep. And it freaks the f out of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let me see here. All right. I'm looking for more interesting ones. I'm going to go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, Katie. This sounds like one I've never heard of before. It's real. It's serious. I'm actually a preschool teacher. I'm terrified of someone vomiting in front of me. It's called a metaphobia. It's very real. And about 10 years ago, off of 10th and South, I was at a party, not maybe 21, and I got arrested for drinking in public, and they sat me next to someone at the police station on South Street puking in a bucket and i was freaking out and i got out of it by telling them about my phobia so it's how how crippling is your so your fear of is of someone vomiting near you how bad someone, will it, the sound of it the look of it the smell oh, the of smell. old cheese that's all unpleasant and, uh, of old cheese <laughs> yeah katie so a question what what is your fear that you too will vomit? That no, it will it harm is, you? It is just the act of the vomiting, like in the sixth sense, and that girl's puking, and the white stuff coming out. Like right. any movie, The Exorcist, I, I can't handle it. So I, my body just shuts down. It, it's not it. just it's not just gross. It's scary to you. It's scary. It feels like I'm gonna die. <laughs> like you're gonna die. die. Wow. wow. Okay. My husband will have to clean the vomit up. I don't. When my students throw up. I have to leave the room and have a teacher come in. Oh what, what is your reaction when you yourself vomit? Is it as powerful? Um, I literally pray to God over the toilet. Please, dear God, do not let me throw up. I'm so scared. That's wild, Katie. So you yeah. don't have kids. Yeah. And Thank part you of... making me laugh every day. 
day. Oh, oh you're no welcome. Because if, if you do have kids and, and you burp the baby, you know, like probably seven times out of ten, they're going to puke a little bit. Wow. Right. You know? Well, I'll have to one day at a time, but thanks for making me laugh every day. Have a good day. All right, Katie. We'll see you later. She wants to get off the phone right away. My sister-in-law has something where she passes out every time right before she vomits. And she's got kids, so... That's dangerous. The the vomit, it's very dangerous. She had to have, like, she wore a heart heart monitor for a week. Like, they were checking everything that happens. Mm. But I, I think it's just, like, she just can't handle herself vomiting uh right before i if i'm gonna puke right before i will get super lightheaded a couple things happen my mouth waters yes. uncontrollably and then i start to get lightheaded like on the verge of of passing, passing out. out yeah a lot she, of she's she's broken her nose she's passed out oh. into the toilet no and, you know yeah. what after like because the thing that will get me the most and i think president is the same with you uh a regular cold flu, I, I, I don't get those kind of colds. Uh, what will take me out is like a, a stomach virus, something like that. And when you know you're in that zone and you've got it and, you you know, let's just go. And I will I will stick my fingers in my mouth and just start the vomiting and just, just get it going because it's, it's just it's, that feeling of lingering on the edge of vomiting is, is worse than just starting and getting it going. But it sounds like in this case, it's the other. I'm looking at uh, at this this map that has the, the the fears. By the way, if you're tuning in, these are phobias, fears that were that were searched, and we're looking by state. Uh, Delaware's fear is of people, which is the number one uh, fear in the country. By the way, I was gonna, I was, thought it would be sales tax. Here's one that a uh, family member of mine is, and I think this is in Iowa. Uh, public speaking. Uh, I have a family member who's uh, definitely afraid of of public, public speaking, speaking, which is uh, which is interesting because I. I will get, sometimes I'll get a fear of public speaking, which is odd because of of what I do for a living, but it is in reverse. If I'm in front of five, 10,000 people, whatever, on a microphone, Mm. does not scare me, intimidate me in the slightest bit. I actually enjoy it. But if I am in a conference room of like seven or eight people, especially if it's not you guys, if it's it's people that are... That I'm supposed to speak to right. about a subject or something like that. Right, right. I get nervous at that. I don't get scared. I know what you I don't mean. get a phobia. I know but, what you mean. Yeah. Um, my aunt was a vice president at Merrill Lynch for her entire life. I mean, years. And she had she had a, a large number of people that worked under her, and she often would have to go to conferences and speak. And we never knew. Um, like later on, right before yeah. she retired, she told us she could not public speech she said she would get up on the microphone and just kind of be like this so she would ha- actually have to take something to like calm her down and <laughs> see she had us rolling we were hysterical yeah. laughing when we found out we were like wait a minute how are you even in your position at this point yeah. and you're not able to speak You've to the people soldier that you yeah, yeah yeah wow <laughs> uh let me go to tom good morning tom Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. You have an interesting fear here. What is it? <laughs> Since I was a kid, I was always, uh, my biggest fear was waking up during an operation. <sighs> and, uh, you know, I had multiple ones during the years. And, uh, you know, I think back in my mind, I was getting a knee replacement surgery, and I actually woke up. And I, the one thing I remember was hearing Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, they were playing the other side. <laughs> All right, so so Tom, you wake up in surgery, conscious enough to to say something or make a, you know some noise to let them know that you were feeling all this. Oh, absolutely! I woke up and I was like, you know, in a haze, of course, because I was under anesthesia. Play dream on. I went. I went <laughs> you know, that would have been a better one. But uh, <laughs> then I said hello, and then 
you can hear a pin drop. Everybody stops. Oh, man. The music went off. <laughs> oh, wow. The That's anesthesiologist. Like the anesthesiologist Hello. came over to me. <laughs> she was pale, sweating. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Why? And uh, all of a sudden, they're like, well, we need, you need to be more gas. So they put the mask on me, and that was it. <clears throat> wow. Wow. But, uh, yeah. I, I, there, there are, I, I can understand the fear. There are a lot of people who have the fear of, 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 um, you know, after being buried or, mm-hmm. or oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, obviously uh, Edgar Allan Poe has uh, stories that concern that. The really terrifying one about surgery is the people who uh, wake up and are aware and can't say anything. <laughs> you have uh, there's there's several stories of it that. Was the story you just had in the bizarre file of the girl who who was was breathing and they just said it was a result of the. Yeah. Of the they, drugs. They, they yeah. said she was dead. But she wasn't. And she wasn't, yeah. All right, interesting. Well, those are the, the top fears by state uh, per searches online. Wow. And number one is fear of people. Kind of interesting. People! Thanks for sharing. we got to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I had to uh, use the restroom during the commercial break, so I didn't get a chance to chat with you guys about maybe where we want to go next, uh, discussion-wise. So, what do you think? Do you want to talk about uh, squirrels or food? So, um, (laughs) all right. I do like the squirrel topic, but I want to hold on that, I think, a little bit. Okay. All right. Because I... Because I am a little... Package, but right. I'm just one of a of a couple. So let's take a vote. Well, I don't care either way. But somebody texted in earlier. We're talking about fears that they had they had a profound and deep fear of squirrels. No, my grandmother really? had that. Really, my wow. grandmother would, and she was a paperclip. Freak out! No, that was my <laughs> uncle. Oh, Come yeah, on, yeah. get sorry. it right. <laughs> yes, my my grandmother had the exact same thing. That and cats. She thought that they were going to jump on her head and attack her. <laughs> I swear to God, that was her reasoning. I love, uh, okay, there's a really funny meme about people that have fears of cats. Whereas, you know, what people with fears of cats think cats are, and it's just cat freaking out and attacking somebody. And then it's like, well, this is what cats really are. And it's like, and there's four (laughs) pictures. It's really cute. And it's like one in a box and then another one really cute. And then that same picture of the cat attacking uh, somebody. So it is all of those things. So they're all wrapped up into one cat. Yeah, I like squirrels, though. Yeah, <laughs> you do like squirrels. I love. He them. likes to eat them, dude. Listen, I love black squirrels. Like you don't see enough of them. Actually, they have black squirrels around the corner um, in like the Winwood Narberth area. I love. We have one right now in our in our yard, and he he's adorable, Casey. I love. Him. I used to see them a lot around Princeton yeah. in that area. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but Brumall has them too. What the hell? Why are they? Why are they regional? That's a like good that? question. I don't know. Uh, at golf club. I knew somebody was a member there when I would play every time. You'd see black squirrels. I've never seen them anywhere else. When I went to Westchester, there were I had never seen a black squirrel in my life until I got to college. I saw. A I think brick. they're kind of cool. It's almost they like really cool. if they hadn't have done the Black Panther movie, I would have done the black squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a black squirrel and a gray squirrel playing with each other last week uh, on the campus of Marion Mercy. See, yeah. see, yeah. we can get along. We can all get along. But. Um, I just I know I don't know, man. I just I think I like well, them more than regular squirrels. Are we curious if they are a different, um, you know, an offshoot of the species that is, or is it just a genetic mutation? Some squirrels are di- so. That. There's there actually it was reported uh, on morethanthecurve.com. There was a white squirrel in Conshohocken <sighs> that they spotted, and and he got a picture an of an albino it. squirrel, an albino squirrel. Uh, squirrel, and they said it's just a genetic abbreviation, basically. Okay, okay. I saw so, more black squirrels in, when I was in Niagara last year. 
uh, up in Canada. Mm-hmm. You think this that's a more popular breed is the black squirrel as you get closer to the well, Canadian I, border? I wonder if they're more prominent in other places and have just made their way down here or through through mass transit. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Somebody commented and said squirrels, the chicken of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gotta um, be genetic, right? Right? It, they look I don't the think same. it's I don't think it's voluntary. No, and there are red squirrels um that are like a different uh um, genus or species or whatever, you know. Subspecies. I don't know. So, is so should we shall we chat squirrels? Oh, are we chatting? Oh, yeah, I think we, we are already started. started. So we're so. going to chat squirrels okay. and how to eat them. Here's <laughs> one that says uh, we have a white squirrel. We named him Nutty, the Christmas squirrel. Uh, and this, this one says we have albino squirrels in my neighborhood. So maybe those are around a little bit more well, often. What when is when I first noticed the black squirrels, you know, the the like jet black. I, I, to me, they always seemed a lot more energized, like like, like they're a little like, crazy, like, like, a, like a little loopy. Yeah, yeah. and and now <laughs> they seem to have calmed down. So, Nick, you had mentioned Princeton, and, and years ago, the girl that I was dating lived smarter in... squirrel. She, well, they probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. They got close to humans, uh, but the girl I was dating lived in North Jersey, and so her and I's middle point was Princeton. So we met there quite a bit, and would yeah. walk around the campus, and they. But campus squirrels are also different. Campus well, they, they, they carry books, they smoke yeah. pipes, they have patches they, they on their elbows. They're better than you just because they're taking classes. Um, <laughs> I'll see you in theology later on. Um, A beautiful mind. Oh uh, yeah, but campus and city squirrels are different <laughs> okay. because they're more used to people and they will get closer to you. They're really hip, but yeah. I dig the well, styles yeah. they wear. No, they they probably <laughs> that's California girls. Oh, I'm sorry. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, the West Coast girls. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> West Coast I w- squirrels. I would imagine West Coast <laughs> squirrels. Do, 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 do. Oh my god! <laughs> West Coast squirrels. Wait a minute. Um, you will have city squirrels oh. eaten out of your hand. Well, that's bro. the thing. They they get fed more often. They, yeah, get, they do. Get They're fed used to it by yeah. by people, and yeah. they they know where the the food is coming from. I did see a guy in Battery Park in New York one time who literally had them crawling on him, and he was feeding them. You're like. Uh, uh, walnuts and things yeah. like that. And, and then so, he ran out of the walnuts and they murdered him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, they're, they're, that's quite common. In fact, in Central Park sure. and all those parks where, where they, they become uh, acclimated to, to that interaction. Yeah. Well, my, and my, now that, and yeah. now that the, the pumpkins are out, like, oh, yeah. forget it. it they, is that food for them? Oh, they, they love des- pumpkins. They have destroyed mm-hmm. my pumpkins so much. So it, it bothers me so much every single year uh, that now I have <laughs> I actually found fake pumpkins. Uh, I per- I already purchased my pumpkins that the squirrels are eating, but I found fake pumpkins at Home Goods and I bought them. And next year I'm going to go fake pumpkins because they really I, I spent all of this money on pumpkins <laughs> and they have absolutely destroyed. Let them. me ask you something. So here's how I benefit. Um, the the pumpkins when we put them on our front porch the the door will be open and there's always three cats standing at the door oh, looking out oh. and, they, and they're like oh no the squirrel or squirrels yeah. that come to my house they're brazen te- tease my cats and can yes you spray so, them though can you spray case, the pumpkins I've tried the oh, really? spray what do you I've, spray uh, I read that you could do hairspray you can do clear thought. spray paint they basically they ate through the clear spray have you yourself stuff? sprayed on them. No, stop it. What about, like, that, that pepper spray? Like, the literally spraying, like, the a chili pe- pepper powder? pepper spray on it? Yeah. I don't... Somebody She's said right, try cayenne. I, uh, right. Listen. They're, they're very resilient, and, and eventually they're, they're going to do it, and they will decimate. If you have a squirrel problem and you've gone to the trouble of decorating your, your pumpkins and you've done the whole thing and carving them, and they're just a work of art, 
You, and you bring them in at night if you have to. Well, so, and they, I think they're more aggressive. I don't know if it's because the pumpkins are out or what, but. Um, well, the, because of COVID, they're reclaiming the earth. Well, the last two weeks I've seen on Facebook friends of mine that have posted that a squirrel has gotten in their house. Yeah. Oh. Uh, one got into a shower. Wow. One, one was a flying squirrel, got into their house, went upstairs and was in her shower. Uh, Dennis had one in his school. And just last night, one came into our garage. Now, there was a pumpkin, a carved pumpkin on the steps leading into our house. Mm. But when I w- we walked out of the house into the garage, the squirrel was sta- sitting right on the steps. Wow. A flying squirrel in the shower? Yeah. yeah. Flying squirrel. She had to put um, a a blanket She's over it. She's trying to relax, Kathy. And wrap you know? it up oh. and take it outside. Used up all the conditioner while I was in there, too. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's but wild. Like, they're getting in the inside the house. Like I've never heard of that before. Well, my freshman year of college, my friend Denise caught a baby squirrel. I don't know if she rescued it, but she caught it and she had it in her room for like days. And we were like, dude, you can't have a pet squirrel in your room. Like you're not even allowed to have pets. You have a wild animal like right. in an aquarium in your room. But man, that thing was cute. They are cute. Here's a text that says, uh, there's a large population of black squirrels. In the Niagara region of Ontario, but it's gray squirrels on the U.S. side Mm. and also west of the Niagara region. Also, there are non-albino white squirrels in Exeter, Ontario. So they might not be, those white ones might not be considered albino. They're just a white squirrel. You know what I mean? My friend Leslie just texted me and says, black squirrels are the same as gray squirrels um, with just color variations. That's all they are. They're the same. See? We're all the same. We're all the under same. Our squirrel I'm going to go to Rich, who has a comment on the black squirrels. Hey, Rich, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? Hey, well, originally the black squirrels come from the Rocky Mountains. They have a third chromosome that gray squirrels do not have. Is Ooh. that right? Okay. That is right. And, and then these Rocky Mountain squirrels? Isn't that a John Denver song? Yeah. yeah. Rocky <laughs> Mountain squirrels, Colorado. Rocky Mountain squirrels. Mm-hmm. So, I remember that. Was he from Denver? So that was taught to me through forestry. So, uh, all right, interesting. All right, thanks, Rich. Appreciate right. it. Guys, have a good day. I got to Thank you. you, too. you I don't know. know your squirrels are calling. Uh, Not I don't even know his real name. John Denver. John Not Squirrel. Henry John <laughs> Deutschendorf. <laughs> uh, he's from California, Monterey he Bay. Was... Wow. Okay, but he loved Colorado. Apparently, he was born in Dusseldorf, and that is why they <laughs> called him wrong. <laughs> oh. I did not know that. Well, and it's his other song is a West Virginia State song. Wait a second. This guy. <laughs> hey. Hey. Where did his plane crash? Maine. It was uh, in Colorado, no, right? No, it was, was actually it? off the West Coast. He was. Was uh, it? He, he, no, Monterey yeah. He was Monterey Bay. Oh. He was born you know in what Mexico. happened, though, is while he was in the plane, there was a landmine. He stepped <laughs> yeah. on it. No, no, Preston. He and died fighting. Kid, he fought Kid Phoenix in Chicago. <laughs> Wait a second. You know what? Just uh, um, I was just thinking. Press is that uh, uh, yes. you had a, you had a squirrel jump off point that we never even got to. It was Kathy's story. Kathy was. Oh. Uh, that's where just we were just originally going to get going. Oh, yeah. just, okay. there was, right. it's, I've Listen seen, to the podcast. I've seen a number of them getting into people's homes, and I haven't known squirrels to be that aggressive, that invasive. Yeah. Uh, so, like bats will do that, and other field mice and stuff like that. But for squirrels raccoons. to gain entry, raccoons, yeah. uh, and like I said, the Kodiak squ- bears, the squirrel <laughs> outside of my house. Um, torments the cats, but will so much so like like he'll tease them. He'll go from the sliding glass door over to the window. He waits for the cats to get to the window. Wow. Like he'll sit there and watch. When the cats get there, he runs back to the sliding glass door. He plays with Did them. You like choreog- yeah. choreography. Squirrel, <laughs> <laughs> you're a squirrel all the way. Uh, there's a couple of interesting ones here. I'm going to go to Bill first. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Good 
Good morning. What's up, Bill? Man, I'm going to tell you, my father-in-law, God bless him, he just passed away recently. He He's Delaware County native. No, oh, great. He used to uh, trap, <laughs> live trap squirrels because he never, you know, didn't believe in killing them. Okay. But I'm going to tell you what, he uh, he would paint them with fluorescent, some some fluorescent color, and always a different color usually he tried to anyway. Believe you me. Paint, paint, them. Them. paint the squirrels? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, he, he would paint their tails. Delco. Release them outside outside of Delaware County somewhere, and and he, they would make their way back eventually. He, he not all of them, but he was like, okay. "Damn it, I know I, I I left that thing way out there." Bill <laughs> got GPS. Well, yeah, and and why would he do this? Because he just couldn't stand squirrels being around the house. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, but uh, okay, would he paint right. them so he family would know? I need you to come into the living room. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be out in the garage painting squirrels. I don't want to be interrupted. They're going to be day glow colors. And they're going to oh, yeah. go to a big squirrel rave. But, Bill, if he didn't like them, it was just a, just a, I, I don't understand. I mean, would that, would that cause them ill or? No, he, he was just trying to track them to see if, because he would take them and drop them off somewhere to see if they would make it back to his area or his house. Could you imagine? Well, why he did co- what are you doing the over there, Ed? I'm painting squirrels. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the fascination that the first couple can't, you know, met, found their way back into the neighborhood somewhere. Wow! So I, I, I don't know if I condone yeah. painting wildlife, but uh, that's no. interesting. Have you seen okay. Dad? Yeah, he's out back. You know, he's painting squirrels. <laughs> wow! All right, Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it. That little paint's not going to hurt. Tell you them. what, that was They're weird. Fine. <laughs> uh, all right, let me go I've switch now. I'm painting sparrows. <laughs> let me go to uh, Pete. He's got a tip for you, Kathy, and your pumpkins. Oh, okay. Hi, uh, Pete. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Great. So you're a fan of Kathy's pumpkins? <laughs> yes. I. Uh, who isn't? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. No, but you got a tip for him. Yeah. Listen. Uh, you have to paint your pumpkin with like honey or like peanut butter or something like that, and wear it like so. Paint a face on the pumpkin. Yeah. With honey or peanut butter. Won't that attract squirrel- like bees? Wait, and wait, wait, wait. No. Listen, though. This is his point. Hold on. The squirrels will eat where the honey or peanut butter is and literally make Car- you a jack o' And carve you a pumpkin. No way. Hilarious. They will carve your, will carve your pumpkin. And you, <laughs> you know what this actually, someone's done this for it, sure. It, it works. I've done it and it works. I'm going to try it. I got to try this. How can you not try that? Why not just leave, leave a knife out for the squirrel? <laughs> I love that. It's got, it's got to look kind of weird, uh, but... So what nice. if it's what if it's spectacular? Like it's a perfect rendering of Morgan yeah, Freeman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't arm the squirrels. The okay. squirrels do not need weapons. Uh wow. I, th- okay. That's an int- so you say you take honey like with a brush and paint a design, a face design on this on the pumpkin yes. and then let the squirrels have at it. But I, to Nick's point, would the honey to me would attract the bees and or the bear population. They like honey. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know what a bear would do to a jack-o'-lantern. But, uh, maybe they probably use a knife and a kid. I think you're going to be all right if you're living in Conchahawken yeah, like yeah. Kathy. I don't think draw bears That's in just the, the thing place. you need yeah. to pull the That's bear like Thanks, too. Thanks, Pete. Uh, that, I'm going to try it. That is a, that's like an it. interesting idea. So you will, 
without fail, your yours will get attacked by squirrels. I am going to take a picture okay. and post it today so you can see what my squirrels have done to my pumpkins. Okay. And, I, and I sprayed, like I said, I sprayed them. I tried the clear spray paint and hairspray. And you wait, you won't even believe right. it's all. It. It doesn't see even it. look yeah. like a decoration anymore. Try this honey thing. I'm, I'm get intrigued. Intrigued by this. Okay. Surround your jack-o'-lantern <laughs> with bok choy. The hippos will come and eat that, and then they'll scare the squirrels Listen, away. we we carved a pumpkin, and I even took the insides and, and the carvings, and I put them next to the pumpkin so they would eat that yeah. instead of the pumpkin. They did, and then they went back to the pumpkin. They're, oh, they're, they're little rascals, those guys. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to the different color ones. I'm going to go to Dale, uh, who's on the line. Dale, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So I've got two things. There's a white squirrel festival in Brevard, North Carolina every year hmm. where they celebrate white squirrels. So I guess they're big up in the mountains there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing for Kathy is I use moth crystals or moth balls to keep them out of my garden. Okay. Like flower pots and stuff. Does that yeah. work? So if you carve your pumpkin, just throw a handful of moth balls inside there. Okay. So I've heard about the moth ball thing as a repellent. Um, so they won't eat them, but the smell will repel them? Yes. Because it's... Because it puts off that ammonia smell. Okay. Yeah. All right. Grandmother's house. Right. right. Thanks, Dale. Wait. Question about the pumpkins, Kathy. So, are is it? Will they just go after jack o' lanterns, or is it non-carved pumpkins? What about gourds? No. Uh, yes, they will go. They will go after my gourds. They have chewed like. I, but they don't like them as much. Right. No, Preston, it was not carved. Okay. It was a whole pumpkin. There was no uh, imperfections in it. There was nothing if rotting. If it's there carved, was... you would get the smell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I thought maybe that would attract them, no. but no. Okay. And they, you can tell, they, they everything I have outside, they've tasted it. And then they go back to this one pumpkin that they like, which, of course, was like the fancy pumpkin that cost me, you know, a ton of money at right. the damn farm. Give right. me your best pumpkin, please. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dave. Good morning, Dave. Hey, what's up, guys? It's yep. Dave with the Saint Tattoo. Uh, oh, with the Saint, Saint Tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry we broke uh, up, dude. What's up? <laughs> As if the Saint Tattoo wasn't bad enough, I had a squirrel riding around with me for two days in the car. What? <laughs> yes, I uh, I would have a peanut butter bagel every morning. But one day, I didn't have time to eat it. I left it sit on the, on the seat of the truck. Go inside. At the end of the day, forget about it. Leave the window open in the truck. Come out the next day. It's all torn apart. <laughs> Clean it all up. Okay, fine. Go to the bagel store, get the same bagel again. Same thing happens. I get home. I said, you know what? I know I'm lazy to throw it away, but guess what? I'm going to just shut the window. Nobody can get in here to eat it again. Yeah. I come up the next morning. There's a mess again. Oh, no. He's in here. <sighs> I didn't think anything of it. Hey, look, uh, I feel like I should chip in for gas. I go to start my truck. It won't start. I look over it, and there's a bunch of... Metal shavings of wires underneath. Oh, stuff. Oh, dude. No. So I go over and I stick my head up underneath the dashboard and I hear a noise behind my ear. There's a squirrel <laughs> looking at me. Runs over, pops off my back and runs out the door. Oh, my God. Wow. Not the worst part of the story. I had to call AAA. And if anybody's called AAA, they know they ask you a million questions. Finally, I said, you know what? A squirrel was in there. He ate the wires. The truck won't start. Can you please send a truck? One will be out right away, sir. So they no knew okay. if I did it bad enough. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's pretty wild. So he was he was either in there all the time or was finding a way in and out. No, uh, no, there was no way in or out. He was in there with me right around wow. the door. That's crazy. I don't all right. mind you going to work with me, but don't eat the wires. We right. You don't yeah. want to eat the wires. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. That's man. interesting, man. Um, and they eat the Well, yeah. It's a well, lot of yeah. times they like rats. They'll do that. Well, the squirrels were eating. The, there was some sort of um, plastic coating or something on wires in 
the engine, uh, and specifically, it was like Hondas were having issues with. Yes, this. I remember this. It was yeah. something that something about that plastic mm-hmm. was something they enjoyed chewing on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, let me go to Leo. Yo, Leo. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Great show. Hey, what's anybody up, Leo? Out there has a trap. Anybody out there travel to like But where we keep ours at, we have to watch the squirrels like to chew through the propane lines. Oh my they god! Get high on them. They actually get high on them. I've seen it. I've seen squirrels fall out of trees. It's not a lie. They will chew but, through your propane lines. Yeah, they chew through the propane lines, and your tanks open, and they get to smell the propane. Well, not only high. that, you have gas leaking out. Yeah, and they get oh, high yeah. off of the propane. Well, I've seen him stumbling around. It's like a seahorse body. Yes. <laughs> seahorse. Love seahorses. No way. Riders on the stone. <laughs> That's bizarre, Leo. Mother, I want to F you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. Seahorses. Yeah. Seahorse, like a seahorse party. Yeah. Get real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Uh, that, but if you have propane leaking out, you don't know that. Well, Kathy, so your friend had found a flying squirrel in the shower. In the shower. How did they get him out of there? Put it through a, a blanket over it. Okay. And uh, was able to, to get it out. But, she, like, she left it in there overnight. Like, she closed her bathroom door and went to bed. Uh, there's no so way she, I would have able she, to do that. Was she showering when it was in there? No, I, I think Oh, she, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could be my regular Saturday night thing, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, but you got they, some right Italian fuzzy stuff on your ass. Dude, the moment you go to try and catch a squirrel. In oh, house, forget it. You're getting ready for some absolute insanity. Rocky should have gone out. They should have, Mickey should have used a squirrel <laughs> instead, instead of a chicken. chicken. Yeah, you're right. That because mm-hmm. there's nothing like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is more than one video on YouTube of how to prevent squirrels from chewing through prop- propane tanks or, or wires. Uh, uh, squirrels that are high from the propane. Oh, my God. This is like this video. This dude's holding a squirrel, dude, and it is, it is out of it. It's wasted. That's (laughs) oh my god. Seahorse. It says says propane buzzed squirrel. Wow. Okay, it's a a real problem. So they like that. I had no idea. I never heard of this before, but our friend uh, Terry Egan just emailed me, and she said she uh, went to get pumpkins this weekend. And where she went, they were telling her that a lot of places pick the pumpkins early and then keep them in cold storage. Oh, and those are the ones that the squirrels like. So um, I guess if she this place, wow, um, it's so good, man. The ones she, that have been kept in cold storage are more attractive, or, or picked too early. Oh, so yeah. like a lot of the the um, farms, I think that don't grow their own pumpkins, yeah. are probably getting them early. I mean, it's, it that's makes probably sense. it. Okay, that might be it. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, I'm glad we talked about we talked squirrel stories. Uh, we got to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. I apologize to those who are on the phone lines. I had to get it to go to another time. We'll try and do it. Uh, bizarre foul stories are coming up in a moment, so stay put because we'll be right back. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first.
Yeah, before we get to the czar file, let me play this clip. Uh, Brent Smith had called in. Who was he talking to? Do we know in this uh, particular I guess clip? it was Brent Porsche he was talking uh, to. Brent Marissa? and Pierre? It was Pierre and Brent. Remember, uh, Pierre had stayed late, and Brent came early, so they did a crossover to... Okay, that's yeah. right. From uh, like 2.30 to 3.30. So, so Brent called in. He got word of the, the victory. <laughs> and uh, I guess here's a clip. I haven't heard this yet. Here we go. Hey, I really am not the guy that's usually at a loss for words, but I am quite speechless. I mean, every single one of those bands you named off uh, have inspired me in, in some form or another. And um, But I, I have to say this. You know, that kind of love from the city uh, with what we do in Shinedown, it's... Uh, it's reciprocated. We we love the city and especially everything that is MMR. And, you know, we go back a long, long way, and uh, it means a great deal to us. But I think there's always been a kinship with this band, uh, specifically with Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, we take this very, very serious. I mean, I know we haven't, you know, going up against Pink Floyd. And, I mean, to be totally honest with you, I, I don't know how we would even have a shot. You know, to 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 even I don't even know how we got in this. To be honest with you, I don't see how we got this far. Well, we had like a hundred like overwhelmed. All right. Well, he's yeah. he's humble about it. That's yes. nice to hear, and that's why we like them. They're, yeah. they're, they're, and they're big supporters. Of, you know, there's yeah. certainly a ton of love for Shine Down. But in, he's even saying, "Wow, that's kind of wild." But, yeah. Hey, uh, better better them than. Another band that we may not have such a good relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's, it's it's all good, and uh, it was voted by the the, the listening audience. The Pipples. All right, we got to do the B file. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre file. All right, uh, I got a few stories for you. Let's start with this, uh, and I love the opening line to this story. Escaped self-cloning mutant crayfish created in experimental breeding programs have invaded a Belgian cemetery. This sounds terrifying. Yes, it does. Hundreds of the duplicating crustaceans, which can dig down to up to a meter and are always female, pose a deadly threat to local biodiversity after colonizing a historic historic Antwerp graveyard. Where was this created? This is in Belgium. Oh, boy. Uh, Kevin Shears of the Flemish Institute of Nature and Woodland Research said it's impossible to round all of them up. It's like trying to empty the ocean with a thimble. Marbled crayfish, which travel across land and water at night and eat whatever they can, do not occur in nature and are banned by the European Union. Instead, the freshwater beasts are thought to have been bred by unscrupulous German pet traders in the 1990s. Mm. They're similar to the sloth crayfish found in Florida but are uh, parthenogenetic, which means that they reproduce with themselves and all their children are genetically identical females. The mutation, which occurred about 25 years ago, means populations can spring up rapidly from just a single uh, procambrius virginals. Uh, This is a nightmare. Virginalis. Uh, The pet trade is to blame for the infestation at the cemetery, where the bodies of... Uh, 1577 British Commonwealth soldiers killed by World War II lie, or in World War II lie. Crayfish are popular pets? Uh, Someone apparently had the animal in their aquarium and then set it free in a canal. Often people get tired of their animals or the marbled crayfish population is getting too large at home. So once again, just to reiterate, escaped self-cloning mutant (laughs) crayfish created in an experimental breeding program have invaded a Belgian cemetery. Oh, my God. Wow. How about this? Two women awoke Wednesday morning to find an intruder in their home in Glide, Oregon. They confronted the intruder who left and then called police. Law enforcement officers 
were able to identify the male from a photograph taken by the homeowner as 30-year-old Michael Lowell Gilligan. <laughs> and they observed Gilligan uh, enter a vehicle and look through several compartments. Deputies detained Gilligan and learned that he had entered another vehicle in the area and stolen the backpack. This that is all was, for Gilligan, isn't it? He was wearing, yes. Well, that and the ending of this. Deputies <laughs> state that Gilligan was also in possession of a gallon of milk and a can of beets, which are <laughs> suspected of being Got stolen. It. I was just thinking about, as I was preparing this story, how unfortunate any human being is that is named Gilligan. Absolutely. Uh, I mean... Absolutely. It's just, it will forever be just a bad name. There is one cool Gilligan. The Gilligan who created uh, Breaking Bad, right? Oh, uh, Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan, yeah. yes. Okay. Well, yeah. you have that to fall back on. All right, uh, this story is out of Virginia. A cockatiel in a bird cage was abandoned on the side of a roadway. I love my bird. Um, did <laughs> my bird. I did this specifically just so we could play that clip. A uh, deputy was called for the report of an abandoned cockatiel. I love my bird. Originally from Australia, cockatiels are used to living in varied temperatures in the wild, but pet cockatiels rely on the creature comforts of a climate of climate control and shouldn't be left outside in the cold. And the cockatiel is currently being cared for uh, by an animal shelter right now. Those things will live forever, yeah. too. A driver who picked up what he thought was a dead bald eagle. I love my bird. Uh, on a highway. He went to go home. Uh, got quite the shock after the bird started to show signs of life in the back seat of his van oh, on man. route to a conservation office. Dude, it's a bald eagle. Uh-huh. Those Jesus. things are huge. Yeah, huge talons. They'll rip your head off. Uh, Mark Rice said he was uh, driving when he stopped to scoop up the apparently lifeless bird because it was being attacked by crows. That well, was awesome. Well, en route, Rice heard a rustle from the back of his van and looked back to see the eagle staring at him. And he's like, oh, I'm like, hey, crap, this bird is alive. Ah! Ah! Uh, Staff Sergeant Sven Nielsen drove his van to the parking lot. Uh, saying that he had a bald eagle in the back of his van. Nielsen said it's possible the eagle had a concussion of sorts and was completely knocked out before it was it revived in the moving vehicle. Uh, an officer arrived quickly and transferred the bird, bird to a crate. Uh, the bird got more wow. lively and stood up for the first time oh my God. and had its wings uh, now partially up, uh, which was a good sign. Yeah. Sorry about your car, though, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they put a blanket around the full-size adult, and it was taken to a local veterinarian to be examined, for examined. and there are plans to release it uh, to a rehabilitation center. Time for one more. Do no. we, oh, oh, that's it. One last one. The that one pandemic right isn't, uh, wasn't caused, wasn't, uh, the, the pandemic huh? isn't, wasn't caused by Walmart <laughs> in Edmonton, Oklahoma. That's I what it says. <laughs> exactly. I love my bird. It wasn't easy to close in the goose. It wasn't. Uh, it's not the reason they closed a Walmart not in Edmonton, Oklahoma. No. Uh, the store was forced to temporarily close on Thursday after a skunk was discovered in the men's shoe department. What? Just before 8 a.m. And the skunk thought the smell of the patrons was so much it ran out screaming, right? <laughs> uh, store officials called Redbeard's Wildlife Solutions to come and get the animal. It was taken to a wild care, uh, the wild care, Oklahoma, to heal from an injury. Maybe now Joe Joe Exotic has opened up a, uh, a skunk joint uh, from injury before it's released back into the wild. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the lesson question and more. Please stay with us. 
get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Happy that you have been sharing your Monday morning with us in due time. We will get our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. If you are a petty fan or know someone who is, this is a great one. Uh, It is the Tom Petty Wildflowers and all the rest super deluxe edition. Wow package that we have to give away and we'll do it on friday but you need the letter for each day so keep track of them if you will uh today we have a lesson question prize of a 60 dollars metro diner gift certificate question i think i want to go with is which lullaby did hitler try to sing to babies in order to get them to go to sleep you would have had to have heard it on the air earlier this morning so try don't try to guess at it all right this is to see if you were listening earlier 215-263-WMMR. Which lullaby did Hitler try to sing to babies <laughs> in order to get them to go to sleep? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's see what we have today. Steve, what's up in the trash? Well, Willie Garson revealing the reason why he never spoke out about being straight while starring as a gay man on Sex in the City. Garson says, had he come out as straight, the revelation would have devastated his husband. (laughs) Joe Manganiello says he will have more screen time as Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, in Zack Snyder's upcoming Justice League miniseries. By more, Manganiello says we could be seeing Deathstroke for as much as one minute. Oh, my God. And finally, Arnold Schwarzenegger successfully underwent a second heart valve surgery this week, coming through with flying colors. Schwarzenegger joked that it wasn't a tumor, but no one laughed because that movie came out 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not All right, let's see if somebody has the answer to this question. Which lullaby did Hitler try to sing to babies in order to get them to go to sleep? And we're going to go to Tom for the answer. Hey, Tom, how you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Awesome, buddy. All right, what uh, what song was he trying to sing? He was trying to sing the Itsy Bitsy Spider. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Hang on a second, Tom. We're going to give you a $60 Metro Downer gift certificate. Amplify your next sports viewing party at home with help from your neighborhood Metro Diner who have added meaty, boneless, and traditional wings to their menus alongside their latest game tape packs. That was a meaty one. Uh, that will feed the whole squad. Available for takeout or delivery. Order online at MetroDiner.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3. WMMR. Yeah. All right. This morning's brought to you by uh, BTY. No, no, it's not. Hmm. Is that brought to you? I'm I'm, I'm, going to fix that. All right. Put that over there and and move that. Sorry, I'm going to take a sharpie and I'm going to redact Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. from the copy because that doesn't make any sense. There we go. Otherwise, I'll, I'll forget to do it later. Yes, I know. I'll right. do it in the moment. Right. Uh, brought to you by AutopartsExpert.com for hard-to-find brand-name parts in stock and in our area. You can order your parts and pick them up in about 30 minutes. AutopartsExpert.com. Uh, Ghost, the band, will head back into the studio to start recording a new album in January of next year. 
They hope to release it in late 2021 and will only do so in conjunction with the start of a new tour if it is safe following the global pandemic. Ghost leader, sing, ghost lead singer Tobias Forge, he's pretty much the yes, band. Yes, he is the band. Uh, told Sweden Rock Magazine, uh, the plan now is for me to be here in the studio writing for another two months until Christmas. The idea is for the album to be recorded in January. The actual recording will last around six weeks, and then there's two to three weeks of mixing and mastering. So sometime in March, the record should be finished, uh, but it won't be released until after the summer. He's adopted a new character called Rabbi Revenge. Oh, yeah. dude. That would be great <laughs> if he headed in another sure. religious direction. Yeah. Rabbi, Rabbi Revenge. Revenge with and Cardinal Copious. Following album, he'll go after Scientology, I right, guess. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he'd do there. Thetan, uh, yeah. the the theological Thetan. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's a Thetan. Threatening Thetan. Threatening Thetan. Yeah, Thetan is a high level. Like, it's almost like a like a, a cardinal, right? Yeah. A bishop. There's there's a couple of different yeah. things in there. Thetans are also the disembodied souls that attach to now. you. Same and, old story. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, some of the biggest names in the music industry join uh, joined together for a Biden-Harris campaign fundraiser on Sunday night. Foo Fighters were part of it, as well as Pink, Cher, John Legend, John Legend, <laughs> and John Bon Jovi. They were among the performers at the I Will Vote virtual event. <laughs> uh, Foo Fighters, uh, introduced by actor Army Hammer, performed a stripped version of Times Like These. Dave Grohl on the acoustic guitar, accompanied only by a keyboard. Uh, the money raised uh, during the live stream, stream hosted on YouTube by George Lopez and Anna Navarro will benefit the Joe Biden Victory Fund. Uh, the follow-up to Disturbed's 2018 album Evolution uh, is going to be what the, uh, what David Draymond has called blisteringly angry. Huh. He told Loudwire, I'm dying to sink my teeth into some new, original, angry, ferocious, brutal metal. He said, I've had enough. Enough of uh, Disturbed's latest release was a cover of Sting's If I Ever Lose My Faith in You, <laughs> which is not angry at all. No. Uh, <laughs> not angry. Draymond, <laughs> Draymond said, it was fun. I fun. Loved it. He said, I love doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> and we'll do it again at some point, but I'll tell you, <laughs> the thing I'm dying to do is not a cover. So no. He wants to get nothing but angry. In the very near future, so we'll see if uh, that ends up playing out. Well, we just put together a super new yeah, we remix. Can you imagine him pitching that part of the beginning of that song going, guys, I have an idea. <laughs> I want to start the song by saying, oh, ah, ah, ah. Like a crazy monkey. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah. Oh, wah, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Maybe if we heard it in context. But... Could you do a squirrel? Wah, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> hey, Wolfgang Van Halen took to Twitter to shoot down unsubstantiated rumors that Van Halen will continue with him replacing his father on guitar. He tweeted, this is just a crappy lie Attempting to capitalize on these awful times. Please stop it with this. Anyone peddling this S is not only hurting the fans, but hurting me and my family. Uh, Blabbermouth reported Wolfgang was responding to a discussion on a private Wolfgang Facebook group, which suggests that Eddie had given his son his blessing to mm. take his place in the reunited lineup, which would also feature Sammy Hager, Michael Anthony, 
and Alex Van Halen. But that's not going to happen, and I can understand why he might be upset. Uh, people throwing lies like that because that's what it is flat out lies. Flat somebody, out lies. Somebody just making it up. I wonder if at some point though they will have uh, some sort of uh, you know concert as show. they do all the time where they yeah. tribute. They, they do it all the time when a musical artist passes away and they celebrate the music. Yeah. Other artists perform it. I'm yeah. sure he, he's going to be a part of that. I would like for them to wait until live concert events start taking place right. again because I'm, you tired of the virtual well, stuff. Not just that. There, yeah. There's there's already loads of great online videos to Eddie Van Halen. Yes. And it's great. And yeah. there are people that can play like him and in some cases even better than him. And it's it's awesome. But to capture uh, the excitement of Van Halen, which which thrived on the concert experience. Right. Uh, even though I never was a fan of them, of, of Dave Live, Eddie is what I went to the show for. Right. So I think there needs to be a live guitar exciting event, and I think they can hold off, and I don't think it's disrespectful to wait a little while. And to, but that's personally what I think they should do. Quick question. Has has Alex, has there been a formal statement from Alex? Yeah, it was short. It was, okay. it was very, very short. Um, so it was like, you know, hey, bro, see you later or something yeah. like that. Hmm. He's a very private person, so he, he kept it very, very short. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is set to create a uh, musical around his new album called Tickets to My Downfall. And he told Enemy that he has already shot the film, calling it a pop punk grease. Uh, he explained, I've never, I've, I've been jumping up and down on the table, believing in myself for effing ever. He said, Summer Downfall had me a blast <laughs> summer downfall happened so fast he said i just shot it in four days with mod son it was my first time directing he said that the idea came from a running joke that he has with son where they make excuses to leave situations by saying that they need to go watch grease too hmm. he said maybe that joke sparked the whole idea because now we're making a new pop punk grease uh, it was almost like shooting 14 music videos back to back but with a narrative that's outside of my personal life stories. So, I actually like that idea, the running joke of, I'm sorry, dude, I have to go. i got to go watch Grease, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny. It uh, is. I do like that. <laughs> One last thing. Legendary country singer-songwriter Jerry Jeff Walker, famous for writing one of the most iconic country folk pop songs ever has died. Jerry had a storied career, but his crowning achievement came when he got inspired after meeting a New Orleans street performer in a drunk tank and that interaction led him to the song Mr. Bojangles, which he song. wrote and recorded in 1968. It's a great song. I just love it. It would make you tear up. It's just such a wonderful song. Mm -hmm. And there was, obviously, the, you know, the Bojangles, you know, the, the dancer. Uh, the song didn't hit big until two years later when the Nitty Gritty Dirk Band had recorded it, and it became a huge hit. And then Mr. Bojangles became a staple for numerous singers who covered it, and big ones, too. Bob Dylan, Sammy Davis Jr., Neil Diamond, Harry Belafonte, King Curtis, Dolly Parton, Nina Simone, and more. They all covered that song. They loved that song. I took a crack at it myself, Preston, but there wasn't enough poop. But I'm sorry. Just didn't poop. Tony Bennett? Uh, didn't pop for me. Sorry about that. But not my style. Uh, Jerry was born in New York back in 1942. Spent a lot of time as a young adult in Greenwich Village in the folk scene back in the 60s. He migrated in the 70s to Austin, and he's considered a founding father of Austin's vibrant music scene. Yeah. 
That's cool. Uh, he, Do you guys remember? You guys remember that song? Right? I know the yeah. name of the song. I did the, the, the melody. I knew the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. version of it before any of the other ones. I don't know why that one hit me first, but it did. That's I met a man Bojangles and he danced for you. Worn out shoes. Um, jumped so high. Great song. He jumped so high. He um, jumped really, really high. Uh, very high. He had famous pals, including Willie Nelson, who hit it big. But Jerry didn't seem to crave the spotlight and was better known for his songwriting and his efforts to make Texas a musical force, which he did. He's considered one of the founding fathers of Texas country music. Uh, he was a hard-living guy, made no secrets of his penchant for alcohol and drugs. Uh, Jerry revealed in 2017 he had throat cancer and pneumonia, and it was uh, so bad uh, that it looked like he might not make it, but he was able to recover. His former publicist tells TMZ Jerry's wife told him about two months ago to prepare an obituary. Uh, the publicist said Jerry died from cancer and related ailments as well. Um, he had married his manager, Susan, in 1974, survived by her and his uh, his daughter, Jesse Jane, and his son, musician Django. Django? Spelled D-J-N-G-O, like oh. Django Unchained, yeah. Huh. So uh, the nitty-gritty dirt band version is the version that was the big hit. Yes. The one that I became familiar with. Yeah, uh-huh. and I I knew the um, the Sammy Davis Jr. version very I well. met a cat yeah. named Bojangles. Yeah, well, I just want to see if uh, Django... Because uh, there's a band called Django Django, I believe. I wonder if that's... You wonder if his son was in it? Yeah, I wonder if that's... I don't know if that's I'm his gonna, band I'm or not. Look this up no, 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 no. They're British. Okay. Well, that would not be him. That's no. not him. No. Uh, so sad news, but a great song. Excellent yes, song. Classic. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Get ready to wrap the thing up. Pierre should be along shortly. Uh, and we'll tell you about the letter of the day, word of the week prize. If you have not heard about that yet, we'll return shortly. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they wrap together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Looking out the window this morning, it's been nothing but gray all day. And in fact, it looks like it's gotten even foggier as the morning is going on. Not like crazy thick fog like we had last week, but hazy. And uh, it's kind of the, it's the tone for the day. It's okay, though. Cloudy skies and cool and uh, the high temperature, about not too cool, you know, like 66 degrees, something like that. I'm sure Pierre is going to have some music that will fit the mood of the day. That's one of the things I love uh, about listening to Pierre's. A lot of times you'll hear songs pop up that will, for whatever reason, kind of frame the day. I like to go home and uh, draw a bath, put uh, the air on. This would be a good day to do that. Some, like Calgon in the bathtub. And yeah, some candles. Candles. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all over that. Uh, Maybe w- he'll play some songs for me. <laughs> I would uh, thank our Dear uh, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe he'll read a letter yeah. you yeah. send to him. I am writing like to you that. from my bathtub. Yeah. I'm currently in my bathtub. I've put some Calgon beads in, and it feels very good. 
I would like to hear some songs that befit a rainy day. Could you accommodate me? Kathy, do you ever use you ever use bath bombs? Uh, no. Why not? Because that oh. would ruin the bathtub. It would make the bathtub dirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, not dirty. It would make it. It would discolor it. All that stuff is clean stuff that's in the bath bombs. But um, yeah, I you know what? I have jets in the bathtub and like that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're not, not supposed to mix that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. You're not even supposed to use soap or shampoo yeah. when you turn on the jets. It can ruin them. It, it yeah. makes all this gunk come out. Yep. Well, it's well. gross. Filth and muck. Kathy doesn't like it when gunk comes out. Nope. No. Or filth and muck. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Filth and hey. muck. Take hey. me away. Hey. Uh, no guests to thank, but we can thank Pierre Robert because he came in here right on time. Yes. Hey. There you are. Nice to see you. How you doing, man? What a lovely day to listen to me. It is. <laughs> thank you. I like these kind of moody weather days and listening to you. I like uh, it, too. Uh, Listening to you anytime, though, is, is a wonderful thing. Steve's going to be in the tub later. He'll be in the tub. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Can we share one? Absolutely. <laughs> I have a love tub. Okay. Oh, my God. Let's all get in the tub. <laughs> oh, God. All eight of us. <laughs> Kathy would like that. Yeah, she loves, take she loves any public pool where there's lots of people. That she does. Stewing in there. Mm. It's hard to believe she was a, a, a freaking lifeguard. lifeguard. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you know what the yeah the the pools. I mean, don't, I knew that. But you would never go in. You just throw them life preservers. No, right? the, the pools actually don't bother Catch me. This. I, I think because I was behind what what goes on down in like the pump room and, and how much chlorine is used. Right. The pools don't bother me in the slightest no bit. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. There it is. Uh, you want to do the letter? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter M as in Monday. What a great one to start with, the letter M. We have a Tom Petty Wildflowers and all the rest Super Deluxe Edition 5 CD limited edition set featuring 70 tracks, 9 unreleased songs, a hardbound book, and so much more. Available now from Warner Records. And we're also going to give you a $100 gift card to the Woodstock Trading Company. Uh, for the finest rock and roll memorabilia, concert posters, shirts, mm. psychedelic art, and more, visit the Woodstock Trading Company on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, or WoodstockTradeCO.com. That's a great I'm place. I'm going to have to visit that place. Great You've been place. there? Oh, many times, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, run by a lady named Mom. She calls herself Mom. Oh, it's and, on Route 70. Yeah. In, okay, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know and, that place. You know, incense, tie dyes, all the kinds of things you like. Nice. I think they got in touch with us about some stuff. They're yeah, they're very cool, very very uh, eclectic. Yeah. Didn't you do some stuff like? Didn't we have appearances there when I worked for you? I or? think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, man, I remember Sam Milkman loving that appearance. He did. <laughs> no, he hated every second of it. Um, but I'm just I'm trying to remember the context, and it, it, it escapes me. So we should probably move past this part. Okay. <laughs> What's up on your show today? Thank you for that. Oh, by the way, <laughs> thank you. I. I, uh, you were talking about the Shinedown thing and the Brent Smith call, which was amazing Yeah, uh, on Friday because I, uh, I stayed till 3.30 and uh, Brent came in at 2.30 and then it was Shinedown versus Pink Floyd and Shinedown was in the lead right from the beginning. And then uh, out of the blue, Brent Smith called and uh, was kind of blown away they'd gotten that far and then they won. And then the um, victory parade that evening, Friday evening, I was listening to... And it was supposed to be two hours. It went about two hours and 45 minutes. But Jackie, Brent stayed on with Jackie. 
And the two of them did it, and it just oh, sounded great. It that's was cool. so much fun. And they were taking calls from listeners. What's your favorite Shinedown song? Putting the calls on, putting the listeners on. Um, it was one of those, um, you know, come from behind things. But they're good guys. I mean, yeah, they're so great you, guys. That's, we love that. That's you cool. You can't fault it. Uh, so, or you could, I suppose, but it's all, it was all in good fun. So, and, and they were the, 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 a proper level of humility about the whole thing. Yes. So. Yes, indeed. Cool. So that's what I have to say, except for now. Oh, what's on your show today? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I had I was, asked you. Yeah. I was ready to uh, to move on to no. throwing it back to you. Um, you but can if you want let's to. Let's go no, to Jim I'd rather talk about how nice it is to listen to me today. <laughs> um, but, um, Dear Pierre, I'm in the bathtub today I'm on a rainy bathtub. day. I've used Caledon bath beads, and I hope to hear some wonderful song. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Struts, workforce block of the Struts, Ramones, and Billy Joel, and we'll have a lot of fun. Excellent. Yes. All right, thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show. Has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow, we have actor and comedian Diedrich Bader on. Diedrich oh, Bader. It's great. In Napoleon Dynamite played uh, Rex, Rex Quando. <laughs> That's right. He was awesome then. And you know him from Whose Line Is It Anyway and a bunch of other movies. That, uh, he was in Office Space. He's yeah. the neighbor. Drew yeah. Carey Show. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, he'll be on tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have some other things to get into. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. So I ordered something in the mail, and it got delivered to Swedesboro, New Jersey. And I've been waiting for it for two weeks. Two weeks. It's 35 minutes away. I could have walked there in that amount of time. Next message. Yeah, shine down, baby. Takes the win. Shine down rules. Next message. La 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 the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.